Hi, my name is Ryan Kruger. I'm the director and writer from Fry Barry, and you're watching the Horror Squad podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, episode number 180. Tonight we're talking about the book of Saw, also known as Spiral, also known as what Saw Nine, maybe ten. Well, now I got to redo a trivia question because well, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler. Alert. It's okay. I gotta do trivia. Ooh, well, there you go. Give you some time. Uh, you heard Joe and Sam, myself, Todd, and Steve are all present tonight. Liddy and gentlemen, how's it going? Hey everyone. It's going Hello. Great. Hello, Steve, Todd, and Sam. Shut up, don't do that. Hello, hello, <laughs> detective. How, how do they go from Jigsaw's voice to the, I don't even know what voice. We'll, Gosh. We'll, we'll find we'll out later, later. Later today, yes. Boy, I hope everyone had a chance to see it out there, listeners. Also, another freaking shout out to Denmark, man. It's been like four weeks now, so I thank think, you very much. I, longer than that, I think, actually. Like yeah. solid, though? Solid, maybe, huh? yeah. Yeah. Still charting, loving it. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we, we have an interview, too, at the end of the episode. Uh, Joe, you want to talk about that? Yes. Um, so I had the pleasure of interviewing director, writer-director Ryan Kruger, whose movie Fried Berry is available on over on Shudder. Uh, we talked all things Fried Berry. This was actually his um, feature film debut, so we had a lot of uh, great talk great discussion and i will also be reviewing it during our what watch segment as well so stay tuned for the end of the interview for that and check out Fradberry over on shutter awesome and i also want to say that uh, i appeared on another podcast uh recently which i did want to talk about so it's called the frightmare collective um me and rick talked about my sleep paralysis and we took a really deep dive into uh, what I go through and sleep paralysis and all that stuff. Uh, Frightmare Collective, it's only episode four, but that podcast has like high production value. It's super interesting. And I urge everyone to check it out. A really, really quality podcast. Not just saying that because I was on it, but uh, he was uh, awesome to talk to and uh, everyone should go check it out. So if you want to hear me talk about sleep paralysis, that's episode four on uh, all of the places that you can listen to podcasts. All right. You guys want to get some questions? Yeah. Awesome. So you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad podcast, or of course, on our fabulous Discord. Actually, speaking of Discord, before I go into the questions, Joe, uh, we had a contest for the Conjuring 3's uh, promotional item. Have we picked a winner or what's going on with that? Um, We have picked a winner. Well, we will pick a winner. So let me do it. I'll do it at the end of the episode. Awesome. Yeah. Make, make them listen to the whole thing before, yes. <laughs> before they get into it. Or All right. maybe not the end, maybe minute number Maybe 39. somewhere in the middle. Who <laughs> knows? You know, you're just going to have to listen to the whole episode and find out. Uh, awesome. So the first questions actually come from Frightmare Collective. So that's awesome. Uh, his first question, which squad members are most likely to survive a jigsaw trap? Ooh, probably Todd. I'm going to go Todd. He's like the outdoorsman type and he has some uh, military experience. So definitely Todd. Yeah, I would agree. Todd for sure. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Are we talking like (laughs) 
fair jigsaw because at some point his disciples get pretty unfair yeah, yeah. this movie unwinnable. I, I i'd say this movie's pretty unfair <laughs> <laughs> i know i know uh maybe it wasn't amanda maybe it was detective hoffman but one of them like went crazy and like the hoffman hoffman and four hoffman and four did like a like one uh, i think all of them were like completely unfair you couldn't even win them yeah. at least like these ones you could kind of win like if you were fast enough <sighs> yeah i guess well, I don't know. One girl was like, "It paralyze herself." Although, like, what's the point? Oh, uh, you're still you're still alive, you know. I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, I, I definitely say Todd as well, but I agree. Uh, at some point, they got so unfair. Like when um, I forget what her character name is, but uh, Dina Meyer there from the girl from uh, Starship Troopers. Uh, when she got ripped apart, like there was no chance she's just gonna die. And that's. I think she hers was intentionally ripped, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. But that's that's the thing, bullshit. right? It's like, yeah, it's total bullshit. And that's what makes John Kramer the best jigsaw yeah. killer for sure. Uh, but not, question. but not, but not the best voice. No, absolutely not. Not, not even because tonight's tonight's <laughs> voice is just a plus. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of the voice, I'll just ask it now, but we'll talk about it more when we do the review. Did anyone laugh out loud when they heard the killer's voice in the spiral recordings? I mean, yes. <laughs> it was fun. it was definitely funny. I I, I, don't, I didn't I didn't laugh a lot, but I was just like, "Wow, really? This is the voice we're using, huh?" I giggled. He scoffed. <laughs> he scoffed in between bites of pizza. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, that's an interesting pick." Yeah, yeah. It was uh, when I first heard it, I was like, just like, "Oh no, <laughs> no, why?" It's terrible. Like, yeah, I, I get that they wanted to make it different than John's voice. But that was just too too far away. You know, it was just too crazy. If they're gonna go silly, they should have just done Samuel Jackson the whole time. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, that would be awesome. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Uh, all right. Next questions from Deluxe Edition. Yet another podcast. Uh, who is your dream guest? Ooh, I mean, for me, probably Robert England, um, just because Freddie's my favorite. But I mean. I mean, there's so many good ones. I mean, tonight's franchise, I mean, it'd be amazing to get uh, Tobin Bell on here, obviously. And you guys met Tobin? Yeah, I've met him a couple of times. Nice. Lucky you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I have him. He signed my um, Jigsaw puppet replica. Nice, cool. Yeah, he signed it right on the heart, and he drew a little heart over his name. It was very, very sweet. <laughs> yeah, I did a photo op with him. He was a really nice older man. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's cool. He's a babe. Yeah. Talk yeah. about daddy. Yeah. He's a, what would a grandpa, yeah. Gilf? Gilf, He always grandpa? wears like leather jackets too. He's hot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say he also has a very small role in Goodfellas, which is like one of my all-time Does he? Which, so, yeah, he, he plays uh the parole. He's uh Pesci and De Niro's parole officer. Yeah. It's like literally like a 10-second scene. That's cool. <laughs> That's like Sid yeah. Haig in Tarantino movies. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, if we let's stick with uh, let's stick with Saw. I'll go with uh, Shawnee Smith. I've always had a big crush on her, mm-hmm. and I've never met her. I don't think. That'd be cool. Yeah, and I guess I'm also gonna stick with Saw because it kind of went into what I wanted to say anyway, and that's James Wan. Uh, he's done. He's directed so many of my favorite films. Yeah. That it's like. You know, he, he like almost willed his way to being my favorite horror director without me knowing, you know, it's just like Same after a while, here. you're like, damn, he really did a lot of really great shit. So yeah. 
And it's to the point where when it, when his franchises don't have him involved, my first reaction is like, oh shit, <laughs> it might not be as good, you know? And yeah, proved me right in the last one we did. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's uh, James Wan. I think he'd be an interesting person to talk to. Yeah, Sam the other day, like she was like, do you think like or like her friend like said something about James Wan being like an iconic hard director. No, Joe, that's not what happened. All right, what was it? All right, go ahead. Okay, so Joe and I went on an Annabelle marathon. We did. We'll talk about what we watched. We'll talk about what we watched, but I've like become re-obsessed with The Conjuring and all of that stuff. And so I was reading the comments, just watching a bunch of like interviews with James Wan and with like different actors from the franchise and stuff. And some of the comments were like, James Wan is the greatest horror director of our time. And I was like, is he? And then I started looking at all the movies that he did. And I'm like, holy shit, like he just might be. And I was asking Joe what his thoughts were. And with Steve talking about how you kind of forget everything that he's been involved with. And it's just like, holy shit. So what do you guys think about that? Yeah, so like we what, got Saw, right? So we got Saw, we got Insidious franchise, we got the Conjuring franchise, we have and Dead they're all Silence. like big franchises, like yeah, it's a lot. I, I think he might very well be like of our time, like he will be remembered, like of this generation, like he will be the Craven and the Carpenter mm-hmm. of of this generation. So I think he, yeah, I think he is. That's like what I can't I think. I can't think of anyone else who has made such a big impact on the genre within the past like 20 years. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel he's underrated because if you ask someone oh, yeah. their favorite horror directors, a lot of people won't say James Wan. You no, know, they won't. They don't even think of him, even though he I, did all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think people forget. Like, I think people forget like what he did because his name is attached now to like so much stuff because um, he's produced so much and whatnot, and then he's gotten away from horror, but he is doing a new original horror movie, Malignant, which is coming out later this year that um, I'm pretty excited about. So, yeah, we'll see. What if he keeps doing all this, like, Aquaman stuff, though? You know, Sam Raimi did Evil Dead, and he was fantastic, and then he kind of, he's petered out, you know? What if he, yeah, what but- if he keeps doing superhero movies? And But the same thing, like, Raimi is still remembered, like, by horror fans as, like, doing Evil Dead and like all of his other stuff. So I think Juan's the same way. Like even if he never comes back to horror, like even though he's, he is, even if he never did, he just, he, so many like iconic horror movies. And for, I mean, just like the franchises he created, like creating the Conjuring universe and creating uh, the Insidious franchise, like right there alone, like before he, you know, and don't, not even including the Saw franchise. Like it's, it's insane. Like those are three of the biggest horror franchises we, we've had in forever. Yeah, people sleep on Death Sentence too, but I think that's a pretty good one. If you guys haven't seen it, I don't Death think I have. No, I haven't seen that. What's one. it about? Um, it's basically like Death Wish. If you don't know what that is, or well, I'll just explain Death Sentence. It's a like a regular everyday husband. His kid gets killed by a gang, and then it puts him down like this rabbit hole of him like taking revenge on him. So it's kind of like Death Wish from the '80s or '70s, I believe, with Charles Bronson. But um, it's got Kevin Bacon, who's a lead character. And the last scene is basically Taxi Driver's last scene, so it's really cool. But yeah, Death Sentence is pretty badass. All right. Uh, next question from Rise Horror Corner. If you could create a trap for a Saw movie, what kind would you come up with? Ooh, <laughs> great question. I mean, all the time, what haven't they done at this point, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll say mine while you guys think about yours. Uh, so one of the things I hate the most in the world are the faceless people on social media who are really tough 
but are probably ab- absolute wimps in real life, whether it be, you know, sexist, racist, gatekeepers, uh, just anyone. Warriors. Yeah, anything, like any keyboard warrior. <laughs> so I'd have a trap where they'd have a contraption that would basically make their face get ripped off. So if you want to stay anonymous, you get your face ripped off and you nice. stay faceless or you die. So I'd, I'd do something along those lines. Nice. I don't know what my, like, uh, object would or not object per se but like what my lesson would be in this but i always there's not enough people that use wood chippers in horror movies so i would do something where you start like slowly easing into the wood chipper feet first so that that would be mine i like that steve stata is yeah he did (laughs) (laughs) he's been plotting since first saw movie (laughs) saw 10 baby (laughs) He's already, he's got it half halfway built in his basement right now. <laughs> the person wakes up in the coffin and then when he opens it, it trips a VHS. <laughs> well, you know what I'm this is tough. This not, tough. Off, not off the top of my head. So if you have one, you can go first. Uh, I don't really have one either. I really like Steve's victim or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Joe's trap. Those are really good thought out ones. Um... I don't know. It's off of my head. It's good stuff. But it would be fun to stick the same kind of people that uh, Steve was talking about into the same situations that they talk about, you know, like mm-hmm. if it's a, let's say a UFC fighter talking about them, like put them in the ring, even though that's not the same thing, but it'd be always fun to see people in that situation. I would do, I don't know, maybe this is like lame, but I would do people who run over animals on purpose and the trap is they're somehow attached to a board underneath a car and like the tires slowly but fastly start to like skid their skin and then the Ooh. car just like settles on them and it like it. completely like digs out their body like scooping a watermelon and Ooh, intestines like fly That's everywhere nice. dang Nice. I was thinking like a human frogger situation. What's that, what's that, that could mean? Be fun too. It's, I don't. I don't even know how you do it, but like where they have to like dodge the, the person has to like dodge cars. They're like that too. Yeah. You, you in make an armadillo the, costume. <laughs> Hello, detective. You oh make God. the animals dodge traffic. Well, now oh my, you must dodge great, traffic Joe. to survive. Wow, you should have had a victim good. laugh at the voice. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Cool. I like it all. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. Uh, so this one's from Eric, our little, our buddy Eric. Hey, squad. Eric. O- OG listener. Occasional <laughs> question asker. Confession time. If Jigsaw were to target each one of you for one of his traps, what would his reason be? Oh. <laughs> uh, I love that. Hmm. I'm trying to think of like bad things I've done in my life. Well, it wasn't really my fault, but I did run. I did hit a little kid once with my car, but she, you know. Joe, so, <laughs> you got to so, tell the story. <laughs> I mean, it was like I was, it, I was young. I, like, the, the kid is alive. Yes. Kid, so I was, kid, as far as I know. <laughs> I mean, uh, so yeah, I was in like high school basically, and I was driving my little brothers to school. And uh, basically, like, the mother and daughter like well like there was like brutal like solar glare in my eyes so i could like barely see as it is and then the mother and daughter like darted across the road and i had like no time to stop and like i hit the i hit the daughter the mother got out of the way but the daughter 
I mean, I was going really slow, but I mean, she still went on my the hood of my car. Um, and it was, it was really more like scary than anything for both parties, but no one got hurt or anything like that. And they like the girl went to the hospital just to be safe, but I was found not at fault ladies and gentlemen, because uh, the insurance company did an investigation because like they wanted me to pay for like the hot, the ambulance ride, uh, but they jaywalked. So don't jaywalk people. That's what happens. Uh, but yeah, I, I, so that I feel like the mother would come after me for revenge. This is tough. Um, let's see. I feel like maybe someone would kidnap Joe and they would be like, Sam, you're always busting Joe's balls. So now it's my turn to bust your balls. But you don't got no balls. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, learn right. something new. Then I would have to like sacrifice something for Joe. Raven. No, sorry, Joe. <laughs> no, I know I'd be sorry. dead. Yeah. 100, I'd 100% be dead. If it was between me and the dog, I'm dead. <laughs> what about you, Todd? Um, I don't know if, you know, I don't know off the top of my head. It would probably be like maybe something that I wasn't at fault for, but because my job, you know, you put, you get people in trouble. So maybe they're like family members jigsaw. Yeah. And for me, um, I mean, he'd probably be like, hello, Steve. You like to watch horrible movies on Tubi? Well, how about <laughs> start making hello, me watch? Steve. Yeah. <laughs> and you just make me watch like the absolute worst shit for 48 hours straight. So but then he would, hold, <laughs> he would hold your eyelids open with those right. little wire prongs like a... Yeah, like Clockwork Orange. Clockwork <laughs> with with yeah. a doctor just doing eye drops for uh, the guy watching oh, that scene. Is, have you ever seen Clockwork Orange, uh, Sam? No, but I know like the that picture scene? you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's horrifying. And you know they couldn't fake that, so you know it's real, which makes it just worse. <laughs> and then it just makes me think of Andy from The Office with his water... Or what is it? The irons? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the video? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Next question is from M. What is the most memorable trap slash death for you in all of the Saw movies? Ooh. Oh, that's a great question. There's so many good ones. Can I remember all of them? No. Um, let me think. The one that always sticks in my head is reverse bear trap obviously it's like iconic mm -hmm. which reverse bear trap going up for auction soon if anyone wants to go quarter with me like four or five people put in like 10 grand each we might be able to get it so <laughs> send me a dm uh but that one and but the i think the most memorable for me just because like it made me fucking cringe was is the uh, hypodermic needle pit yeah in part two i was gonna just, say yeah yep Joe, it'd be nice if you could just say one so you don't take the rest of them for everyone else. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, part seven, I think the final chapter has the car scene where it's like three guys hooked up to the same thing. And you got the one guy super glued to the car and oh, his skin's shit. peeling off. Yeah. And you have one guy with like a, I think it has a hook around his mouth or maybe, uh, some, or maybe his arm, something like that. But when the trap goes off, it pulls him apart. That guy's skin's like hanging off. And I think a guy's underneath the hood too and it falls on him. So that's a great one. Is that the one that's Chester Bennington as one of them? From Lincoln oh, Park? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think right. he's got in the car. Yep. Um, and for me, you know, it's the original, uh, you know, with uh, Dr. Gordon, because I, I love escape rooms. And that one was the most like an escape room where it was like, 
multiple clues and stuff like that and trying to figure out the room and you have like only these tools and I really like that and I wish they had done more of that but then it became just basically quick traps so I'd say that's definitely my favorite uh, trap as far as my favorite death ooh, that that one's hard um yeah I'm not sure you know that, that one that Todd said was definitely really good uh, but I can't think of another where I'm like I guess being because I've seen so many of them that by this point, like after a while, you kind of get desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm not sure about that one. I'll have to think about that one. Um, you gonna say something, Joe? I was gonna say, you know, I, you said you're a big fan of escape rooms. There's a, actually a saw escape room in Las Vegas. Oh yeah, it's so so go check awesome. it out. <laughs> and they're and they're opening a Blair Witch one. Uh, it's very Whoa. soon too, which is gonna be awesome. Yeah, same place that does the saw escape room in Vegas. So. Might have to make a trip down there. Yeah, awesome. Um, all right, her next question. Would you rather be put in a saw trap or be forever haunted by a demon? Ooh, Jesus. Probably a... God, you're fucked either way, probably. But I think a saw trap, because like it's one and done. Being haunted mm-hmm. by a demon for the rest of your life, that's just... No, thank you. Yeah, that's torture that will last forever, whereas the trap, just get it done in one day and then just have horrible... Uh, trauma that you have to go see a therapist for about <laughs> well and potential like physical harm for the rest of your life well, too, yeah I mean, depending what trap you're in what's the clearance rate though on traps is it it's very low less than two percent very probably. low right so yeah i think amanda's only one amanda <laughs> and she did it twice FBI, so. yeah i think amanda the fbi agent who put the trachea thing in who else survived hoffman probably uh well Chris Rock survives technically, I guess. Oh, his God. <laughs> I forgot we're talking about spiral. <laughs> <laughs> There's a rabbit outside. Oh. He's hopping around. Or is it? Might be a ghost rabbit. I'm not sure. Or is a it a demon? Is it, I was going to say, or, sa- or like Satan from the yeah. witch. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say a saw trap as well, because one of them is a, more of a body like issue and the other one's more of a mind issue and i'd rather have something bad with me happen with my body than my mind so yeah i would say i saw a trap depends which one <laughs> so some of them are pretty <laughs> fucking brutal but and it depends which demon you know if uh if the, nun... the, pen- the, penis fly, <laughs> the penis fly trap is your saw right yeah god oh my god i don't know what it is but i like the name right <laughs> uh all right next question um do saw movies this from rinfa do Saw movies need John Kramer in them or just the elaborate traps? Um, I mean, yeah, I think they kind of need him, honestly, like, especially after watching this one, like, and we'll get into it, but I don't know. He's just like so important to the franchise when he's not there. It just doesn't feel the same. I agree. I, think I agree to, too. Some way, sure, perform. They don't need to like figure out how to keep him, bring him back from the dead, but Maybe like I know it was talked about like the disciples of Jigsaw or whatever, like something like that. Maybe they have like a cool room dedicated to him, or they're watching his tapes and research and stuff. Just have him somewhere, you know, play some kind of role. Yeah, like in Jigsaw, it was perfect with the with the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. but see, I was gonna say in Jigsaw, even with if you take out the flashbacks, having someone who's like obsessed, like a big fan of his, mm-hmm. it's collecting his memorabilia. That that would have been enough, you know, because it was a good story, it was a cool idea. Uh, so you don't need him technically, but I think he needs to be involved in some way. Because if it's just traps, it's really not, you know, it doesn't feel like a saw 
as much, you know, because a lot of movies have, I guess, dangerous traps. It's just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's that voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next question. Thoughts on the new puppet? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't hate it, but just like not having Billy in there once again, it just like doesn't feel like a Saw movie almost, you know, like he at least should have been in this, right? Like to a, like, I mean, we'll get into it, but. Yeah, I agree with Joe. He should have at least been in it some shape or form. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's cool looking, but nothing like, you know. Joe, you'll buy one when freaking Trick or Treat Studio makes one. So stop. I would. I, I would. I, I still think he's cool. Like, I think it's like a bucks. cool looking. I think, no, nah, I mean, no, I wouldn't spend that. But I, I think it's like, a, it's, it's a cool puppet, but it's not yeah. like Saw, you know. I don't remember what it looked like since so long. Maybe until the next saw comes out. He was like a creepy pig in a in a cop outfit. In a cop which outfit. Some people uh, might he looks might like, not the like little, that. The, one of the three little pigs. Um all right, Ridfuzz last question is tied to the movie directly, so I'll ask it after we review it. Next question is from Horror Fan Ryan. With Saw having nine installments now, where do you rank this franchise with some of the other franchises that has nine or more movies, like Friday the 13th, Halloween, and Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, oof. It, it would probably be fourth, like out of those other three options. Um, but I mean, it's, it's so like with Saw, it's weird. Like I... I really love the original trilogy. And I think that would have been like the perfect ending to the, the Saw franchise. And then they just continued on. And I, I think it went downhill a lot after that. Um, four was like, okay, but not great. And then after that, I, I it, it kind of lost me for a while. And then like Jigsaw was okay. And, you know, I'll, I'll get my thoughts on this one later. What was the question, Steve? Where would you rank this franchise among other nine film plus franchises like Friday the 13th, Halloween, and Nightmare on Elm Street? Um, what did Joe say? Last. Because I say the opposite. Oh, so you say what's your favorite series? (laughs) (laughs) No, is it my favorite? Of of those four. I like it more than Friday the 13th, I guess. How dare you? I, well, it's because I'm not really. Okay, Tom. I'm sorry. Stop. She um, just can't. We'll she just can't. This. She just can't get past it. Jason's like sixty. He's old. <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe. Okay, okay, fine. I guess last because it's a little more different of like a slasher. Like it's not. It's not like your classic slasher killer, if that makes sense, or is it? I don't know. I can't really answer that question. I think in 20 years, I might rate it higher, actually, or maybe even 10 years, but it's hard to say right now, so I'm just going to yeah. shut the fuck up. No, that's that's fair. I, I agree. Uh, I think it's better than Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Um, I'm, I'm opposite with Joe. I think the sequels are really good. And I don't like the third one. That's probably one of my least favorite ones. Um, even uh, the final chapter, which is the shittiest, it's bad, but it's consistent and you know what you're getting. That's probably what, one of the biggest problems I have with Spiral is it's not consistent, especially with the franchise. Um, and I like the continuity too. Like, you know, you'll have Donnie Wahlberg, who's in part two, survives, shows up in four, I think. 
you know what I mean? So it's like, it's got a lot, a lot of connections throughout the series where the slashers, even Jason, even like my beloved Jason, like it does not make sense if you think about it, like at all, like the continuity, but at least Saw does. Um, but hopefully they don't go the route that this one did because that would suck. Yeah. So, well, how would you rank them, Todd? The four? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street last, Saw, Halloween, Friday. Uh, for me, I'd actually put Saw second out of those uh, i would put halloween first uh, i think i like more of the halloween movies than any of them there are a few weak ones for sure but i think especially with the new ones like i, I like the last one uh, the first three are amazing yeah h2o is amazing so you know there's some really good ones uh, then i saw i really liked the saw franchise like even the bad ones i enjoyed you know um like this one would probably be my least favorite but i'd still rank it higher than a lot of the movies in the other franchises um, then I would put uh, Friday the 13th and last I'd put Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, even though Freddy is like, you know, an amazing character, a lot of those movies are pretty bad, you know, uh, but I do still love the series. So I'll, I'll keep watching it. But yeah, if I'm ranking them individually and I'm taking an aggregate score, I think uh, it would probably be last. So that's a good okay, problem to have I'm, though. That's four solid series. You know? I've yeah, decided exactly. my ranking. Right, so go it's going to be Halloween, Saw, Nightmare on Elm Street, and then Friday the 13th. I'm sorry, Todd. Okay, it's a tie, but I don't really care about Friday the 13th and <laughs> Nightmare left. on Elm Street. <laughs> it's just Halloween and Saw, and who gives the fuck about the other two? Mm-hmm. I would actually put Halloween first, too, as big of a Nightmare on Elm Street fan I am. It's I probably think... got the most iconic film. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Movie. Yeah. All good though, man. It's it's not like yeah, exactly. one's, yeah. <laughs> one's a piece of shit. They're you can't all go wrong. Solid, yeah. But that, yeah, that for sure. Can you? Um, all right. So next series of questions from Chuck, Captain Amazing eighty five. What subgenre would you like to see make a comeback? Werewolves. Ooh. I know you guys got a screener. We got a screener, but there's not enough werewolf representation, man. Uh, Conjuring three had a werewolf. Oh, it wasn't for like five seconds. And Annabelle had more of a werewolf than Conjuring three. That, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I want like a werewolf. Home. I want a werewolf movie where like the werewolf yeah. is like super scary and like ripping people apart. Like Doc Soldiers is pretty good. Like Silver um, Bullet remake. Yeah, yes. I, I love Silver Bullet. Man. Yeah, me too. I really like Silver Bullet. <laughs> so, yeah, some or you know, vamp. You know what? Werewolves is my first choice, but then vampires too. But I want the vampires to be scary too. I don't want sexy vampires. I want super scary vampires that are like biting heads off, sucking blood. Maybe like mutation, like buff, whatever. But scary needs to be scary uh yeah I th- i'm more i think i'm with todd werewolves we haven't had like a really good werewolf movie in a long time so let's do it um i guess i'll go with werewolves okay um i'm gonna go slasher you know there really hasn't been great slasher films uh in the last while i mean terrifier other than that i can't think of a lot of great slasher films from the last decade unless you guys can think of one i mean i don't know trick or treat was before that so it's, yeah it's, i'd say slashers i wouldn't even I, I don't even consider trick or treat a slasher movie yeah it's well there's i guess his, his yeah. part of it is slashery mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's it's an anthology so it's kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> all over the place but yeah so it's slash I, I think slashers are due for a comeback you know if i think of my favorite films a lot of them are slashers in here we just haven't seen any good ones legit big slasher was halloween huh 2018 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And before that, I can't remember. I mean, Terrifier and has then, its and, own and, following for sure. Yeah, but like big release, I think. It's yeah. Halloween. Right. 
I mean, we got Candyman coming this year. Yeah. And Halloween. <laughs> and a Halloween. So, yeah. So maybe it's time to see him. But I'd like to see a new one, you know, like we, like other than Terrifier, we haven't seen really right. any new I, ones that are really yep. hit hard. And we got so. Scream. Scream's coming cool. next year. So maybe the slashers are coming back. Yeah, that's true. That'd be that. Hopefully it's good. I, I, I trust them, though. Like, I like the. Ah uh, yeah, I, radio, radio, yeah, radio silence is yeah. good stuff. So, um, all right. His next question: Do you ever get judged harshly for your love of horror movies? Yes. Um, no, I really don't. Um, not really. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, where like some, like contractors, some of them will be really into it, and others will like awkwardly not even look at stuff. So that's kind of a judgment, you know? Like you're not even gonna look. There's all the shit. <laughs> but yeah, nothing crazy. Uh, yeah, definitely for me. Uh, you know, I've for the last 10 years, I've been working pretty exclusively with like executives and stuff. So, you know, they talk about golf and wine and <laughs> fucking stock Jeez. markets. And yeah, you know, like, so once in a while, they'll be like, hey, uh, so I, you know, they'll talk about something and I'll mention that I'm on a podcast. They're like, oh, that's neat. What kind of podcast is it? And as soon as I say horror, their face just go like, Oh, that's anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're, getting we're getting hookers, Steve. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's like what? their view of me just like, you know, uh, like I don't fit in with the people I work with, like at all. So it is what it is. Except one, I, I have one good horror co well, former co workers, former, awesome, but uh, yeah, other than that, no, people always look at like I'm some weirdo for doing it. Real quick, let's go around the horn here. Joe, on your job site, do you have any horror fans, like legit crazy horror fans? Um, no, but like I, they'll they'll definitely like talk horror with me, but none that are like hardcore horror fans like I am. What about you, Sam? They, they appease me. Friends? <laughs> they appease you? <laughs> no, like uh, like in past, like like your your job with that guy that you hated. Was there any horror fans there? Um, not really. Just like it was more of like, oh, hey, have you checked out the newest scary movie? But it wasn't like. And then you spun around in your chair. <laughs> Excuse me, which one? Excuse me, <laughs> which one? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think yeah that. Yeah, same here. I got a couple like casual horror fans, but nothing, nothing crazy. And to my knowledge, no, not a single one of my coworkers likes horror. And I've never talked to about horror to, with any of them. They, maybe, you know, it's just no one really talks about it. So who knows? But no, not at all. And it sucks. I need my one horror friend back, please. Um, all right. Next one. Uh, what is your best scar story? Emotional or physical? <laughs> oh, probably physical. And the scars remind me. <laughs> that the well, when when I was a kid, I got hit by a car by some Ooh. bearded guy. <laughs> oh. oh, that is not right. Yeah. You were a girl at the time. <laughs> yes, that's right. Twenty twenty one, baby. Uh, yeah, I got burnt with an iron when I was a kid. Um, by the ghosts. I wasn't. Someone was. I guess I wasn't being watched well, and like I pulled. <laughs> I, I was. I was a baby, and I like pulled the cord of the iron, and it fell onto my arm, and I still have the scar to this day. Um, nice. And that, that's really the only scar I really have, though. I know Sam has some good ones. Uh, I have a lot of good scar stories, but I'll just tell you one for tonight, everyone. So 
when I was li- a little girl, um, I used to, I had a best friend. His name was Sean. And I would go to this place called The Raft in Wichita, Kansas. And it was like a, a campground. Like there was a lake. You could have your campers, RVs. There were cabins, all sorts of stuff. So one Sunday we went out there and they also had horses that we would go ride. And then his dad would like, let us drive their van. Like we would sit on their lap and act like we were driving. Um, anyways, so one Sunday I went out there and we decided to play on the playground and there was an old teeter totter made out of wood. And I was like, how fun, you know, like sitting on it, going up and down. And then for some reason I was like, let me slide down this wooden teeter totter nothing bad will happen right so I slide down it looking like a little a baby seal and a huge chip of wood like stabs me in my stomach and I'm like oh my god and I was so embarrassed that I didn't tell them and so it was probably a couple inches like hanging out of my stomach and I just like remember I was like sucking in my stomach and I had a sweatshirt on and I was like I'm not going to tell anyone about this and it wasn't gushing blood it was just in there and I knew if I took it out it would it didn't like puncture any uh intestines or anything like that but it was in there and so we drove home. It's like a 30 minute drive. And then right when I got home, my mom opens up the door and she's like, Hey, how was the day? And I was like, mom, I slid down a wooden teeter totter and I stabbed myself. And she's like, why didn't you tell anyone? Like, when did you do this? I was like earlier in the day. So she rushed, rushed me to like the ER and they had to take it out. It was pretty fucked up. Splinters are gross. And that sounds like a super splinter. It was more than a splinter toss. It was like a chunk of wood that would be floating in a little Ugh. stream. Jeez. Uh, um, I was a teenager, 13, 14, and we were going through the phase of like BMX bikes, pegs, stuff like that. So we built our own ramp going off the curb with bricks and a piece of plywood, not stable, not stable at all. Um, I attempted to, to do a backflip on just regular pavement, you know, no uh, helmets or anything like that. Uh, the friend told me that I did the flip. However, I let go of the bike and I ended up falling on my chest <clears throat> with the bike coming on top of me and I ended up breaking my elbow, my knee. Um, and then I had like, I almost lost a nipple <laughs> from the road rash. And yeah, it fucking, it sucked. <laughs> so don't make homemade ramps and don't try to jump, do jumps or tricks if you don't know anything about doing jumps and tricks, kids. Todd's tip. And then don't mess with wood. Sam's Ooh. tip. Can we Not do that a kind of with Joe? Exactly. I want a Todd's, Todd's tip weekly segment now. <laughs> Todd's tip. Wear your uh, bike helmet and don't do ramps. I just want Todd's and, tip. And don't smoke cram it, crack. <laughs> I'll give you the full thing, Joe. Ooh, Keep asking for it. Yeah, baby. Um, I got to shout out uh, the Discord right now because they've started a new game over on the Discord where everyone is guessing what we are going to rate tonight's movie. So it's pretty fun. There's a bunch of everyone's guessing over there. So like shout that. out to them. I like that. I hope they do make that a weekly thing over there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I might have talked about it on the pod. Did I tell you how I got the scar on my forehead? I think I mentioned like a week or two ago. Um, Playing golf with your coworkers? No. <laughs> Why is so, Joe drinking out of a baby bottle? That's why I want to know. Because yeah. <laughs> he's a baby. Okay. <laughs> it's a coffee mug. Coffee cup. It's fancy. Fancy, okay. <laughs> which, which, how'd, your, how'd your head get hurt? Uh, so I went on a trip 
to the U.S. Uh, when I was a kid. I was about nine or ten years old. And while I was sleeping, uh, something happened. And I woke up and I had bite marks on my forehead and a little bit of blood. So my mom's like, oh, I don't know what happened here because we didn't see anything. So I started getting sick. But, you know, Jeez. They, whatever, like I, I got they better. They said, so. oh, that's America, whatever. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, uh, so we got better. We left the next day. I was still feeling pretty sick, but, you know, went back uh, to Canada and my wounds started opening up. So we went to the hospital and they said I got bit by a spider. Um, they not sure which type of spider bit me as probably one that would give you necrosis of the skin because it was uh, like kind of eating away at my skin. So it was probably something like either a uh, recluse, maybe. Yeah. A recluse is why I think. I, 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 yeah. At the time they said a tarantula, but I, knowing what I know about tarantulas now, I don't tarantula. think that, that would have been a yeah. thing. Were you Especially in Florida? In Florida. Yeah. They don't really have tarantulas in Florida, at least where I was. So it's probably a recluse, but uh, yeah. So I got a, it opened up. I had two surgeries to try to close it, but it didn't work. So yeah, that's that how sucks, it man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no spider power, so that's the shitty part about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, I didn't feel it. I didn't see it, so I don't know. You know, it could have been something else, I guess. But that's their best guess. Hey, you got bit on the head. I got bit on the ass. So oh, yeah, by recluse. Uh, I don't know. I hit it like Sam, but I hid mine for like a week until it started pussing black goo. And then I told my parents, and then we went to the emergency room and had to have operation. Yeah. Wow. So, oh, Todd, tip number two. And Sam's tip, because we do the same thing. Tell somebody, an adult, a trusted adult, if you have a tangent, please. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. It's yeah. fine. Even if it's on your butt or your, your cooter or your nip, whatever, let someone know. Yep. Yeah, and that's the thing we're not used to dealing with here. We don't have poison snakes. We don't have poisonous spiders. Like, it's not something we think about here. So it's it's something I'm, like, not aware of when I go to U.S. or I'm more aware of because I'm like, oh, my God, there's stuff that could kill you here, you know? Like, here, it's a bear. That's basically what's going to kill you. So, and I live in the city, so I never see bears. So that's a good time. Um, all right. So next question is Sam. 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 That, that's what you wrote. Oh, I was like, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that's what he, he, I thought you were scolding her. I'm like, oh, wow. No, that, that's literally what he wrote. He says, hey, Sam, what's a soft spiral needle looking like? A, sp a what? A soft spiral? Spi spiral saw needle saw looking meal? like. Yeah. Oh, this is tough. Um, I feel like we got to do, <laughs> this will fit with Joe because that's kind of what he had for dinner. We got to do like a diner kind of style snack. Like obviously there has to be bacon because of the pig. Um, how about maybe like some hash browns with a spiral, little ketchup, little spiral on the hash browns. Maybe even a pancake or two with the whipped cream spiraled. That's what I'm going with. Love it. Can I, can I order some kebabs? Some skewers. Yeah. Just Ooh. through some meat, maybe. Go mm -hmm. for it. Nice. All right. All right. And the final uh, question slash comment we got, I got to pull it back up here. I, I was looking up uh, what people thought our scores was, and nobody has guessed mine so far. But nice try. Uh, questions. Did anyone guess two out of 10? No. Whoa. <laughs> Just kidding. Whoa. It's not that bad. Whoa. The, 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 lo <laughs> the lowest attributed was to Joe with a four out of 10. So. Okay. Joe's pretty un 
pretty forgiving usually with movies though. So yeah, I, I agree. And he, he'll like shit on yeah. a movie for <laughs> a fucking half hour straight and then give it a six. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and the final comment was the same question we got before from Garen97. Thoughts on the new little puppet pig? Apparently its name is Mr. Snuggles. I didn't know that. How I, sweet. They say oh. that movie? I, don't, I don't remember. I that. don't think they do, no. Uh, he says, it must be credited so, somewhere. Right. I think he's so cute in a menacing kind of way. And he asks, and I think Joe kind of answered this, but now we'll put uh, the proof to it. Uh, Trick or Treat Studios plans on making a replica of him. Any plans on picking one up? Yeah, maybe, depending on the price. I, I think I would add him to my my Saw collection, for sure. $200. Yeah, I would. If it's like a full, like, skilled, like, marionette-like style where, like, it actually works and stuff. Yeah, I think I would do that. I'm still so depressed that they, they canceled the Freddy marionette from part three they were supposed to do it was looked so fucking cool and then it and i had on pre-order i had on pre-order i had on pre-order for like two years and then it finally got canceled yeah i wonder why Uh, i think licensing issues yeah what about you guys uh todd would you uh pick one up i would not i did not like the design okay yeah and i wouldn't either i mean it's cool but it's not something I need for my collection. Like I'd rather spend the money on something else. Yeah. Um, and that's all the questions we got this week. Thank you everyone for asking them. And now a word from Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for, and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Alright, well, watch. Let's do it. Who's leading off? Joe, you want to start with your fried berry one? Are you talking about fried berry? Or? I am, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, so I will... Fried berry. Directed by Ryan Kruger who is the interview tonight. So stick around for the end of the episode for my interview with him. He was a delight. Uh, but yeah, so Fried Berry, um, God, I don't even know how to really synopsize this movie, but basically um, this movie is about a drug addict named Barry who basically goes uh, over to his buddy's house. They shoot up some heroin and then he just starts like walking home, I guess, and he gets abducted by aliens. And we see him, you know, up in the spaceship, basically getting probed. And you get a great penis shot while he's up there. I think they probe his penis at one point. Um, but then basically, he gets said he goes back down onto Earth. But it is no longer Barry. There is an alien that has overtaken Barry's body. And the rest of the movie is basically this alien just seeing what life on Earth is about, which apparently is a lot of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Um, and that's really it. That's like the movie. Um, this I, there's not really a plot though, like at all. Like it, I mean, that is like the plot, but like there's not like a story other than that. Like the rest of the way, um, you know, it's not like a bad movie. Like it's. It, it, I was like really entertained for the first probably f- half hour, 45 minutes. But then it does start to peter out for sure for me. Um, 
it just like it it starts to like uh overstay its welcome i guess where it's like a lot of the same kind of stuff like over and over again um mad points for originality though like i had not seen something like this uh in a long time it's i mean it's quirky it's goofy um you know i wouldn't compare it i asked steve like if he thought it was kind of like a uh, greasy strangler type i would not compare it to greasy strangler really because like i just feel like it's like a different sort of humor like whereas like greasy is like really over the top i i feel like this one didn't go to like the old at times it does for sure but it doesn't like completely go off the rails um it, it kind of stays in some sort of um sense of on the tracks at times um but yeah, I mean, it's it's not like bad. It it's for a first time director. It's a it's a good directorial debut. Um, I gave it two and a half out of five over on Letterboxd. Um, you know, if I think it's like worth a, a one time watch just because of how fucking weird it is. And I mean, that he talks about this in the interview. I mean, that's like what he was going for. He was looking for just something like weird out there and. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, he succeeded in that. So, yeah, it's over on Shutter. So, if you have, if you're subscribed to Shutter, check it out. Yeah, it was weird. That's for sure. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, your, that's your summary. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I talked about my what watch like a month ago, but oh. uh, I, I agree with a lot of what Joe was saying, especially that I think the first like 40, 45 minutes, uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff that happens and it moves really quick because he goes from place to place like really quickly. So the beats change. But then, like, at one point he goes home and then he, there's this whole like kidnapping thing and it just it gets long and, and kind of drawn out and that kind yeah. of. Yeah brings down the movie so the kid yeah once the kidnapping ha happens i think it goes like it's a pretty pretty good progression of like downhill for me after that um but i mean well what well it is in the interview you'll see but there could be a sequel so <laughs> you know yeah, I, and, and i, I would i'd be down to watch a sequel I, I will say this the guy who plays uh barry yes is fucking amazing like great holy and, shit is he amazing and we talk a lot about him in the interview and I'll have you know he's not an actor like whatsoever. Like he's not a trained actor. He's just a uh, he's like a stunt guy. And uh, yeah, I mean it, it's amazing like the performance this guy gave for a guy who's not like a legit like a real actor. So yeah, very cool. You'll hear it all in the interview. Samsonite. Um. Okay. So I talked about this show last week. I think. Um. I finally watched the season finale of cruel summer and omg if anyone is thinking about watching it you're not sure you should watch it because there's so many twists and turns and i thought what was shown in the final episode was it and we had everything figured out but boy that last 30 seconds really fucked me up so you guys should check it out. It's on Freeform. It's called Cruel Summer. Joe said that they just uh, green lit a season two. They don't know if it's going to be about the same characters or if they're going to kind of do an anthology thing with the same actors and actresses. Um, they're not really sure yet, but check it out. That's the one with Jessica Alba? Well, she's not in it, but she's the executive producer. Jessica Biel, no? Uh, Bill, yeah, 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 Bill. Both hot, so. Yeah. <laughs> both hot, both Jessicas. Hotties. 
All right. So uh, I knocked off Guatemala for my uh, horror world tour. And thankfully, it was a Shutter film that Steve hates, or maybe not hate, but didn't like. It's called La Llorona. Not to be confused with the curse of La Llorona from last year. Oh. Or a year before. I don't know. This one came out in 2019, and I, you know, I it's got really good score in Letterbox. It's, um, but I wasn't scared at all. Nothing scary about it. Um, I thought it would have been a good political drama because it's centered around a retired general that some kind of civil thing happened where he committed genocide on like a an ethnic group, and he was found guilty of that crime. And then they are trapped in their house by protesters, and you have. I guess supernatural things going on, but I just didn't like the movie. I thought it was super boring and a chore to get through and just not my cup of tea. It's over on Shutter though. And Guatemala, so that's cool. And um that's it. Nominated for I... a Golden Globe. What? Yeah, yeah it was. for best foreign film. Best foreign oh. film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was gonna ask, do you think I would like it, Todd? Because mm. I feel like maybe I would. Mm. It, I don't know. Steve, did you find anything scary about it? Well, that's a, and that's why I said in my review, I think it's a decent film, but it's like liar. When you go into a film called La Llorona, you expect some fucking horror, and there's so little of it yeah. that it's it's not a horror film. It's a political, yeah. like, political thriller. Like it's no. Yeah, it's a period piece, drama, yeah. current events, mm-hmm. social. Yeah, it's not. A, yeah, no, no, I don't I, think you like it. I don't think you like either. But I mean, check if you know he got nominated for the best foreign film. So I know. Yeah, some people it like on, it. It was on like a lot of people's top yes, ten bars last year too. So maybe I'll check it out. But you got. Well, it's, it's also it's an on... investment too if you watch it in the native subtitles. Mm-hmm. So like if you're already invested and it like st- you're still not getting any deliverables from it, it's like gosh, man. Yeah. Um, all right, so my first film is, uh, so a couple weeks ago, horror fan Ryan uh, told me not to watch the two movies that had been featured on The Last Drive-In, which was pretty much an invitation for me to watch the two movies on The Last Drive-In. So last week I reviewed, um, I don't even remember what it was called. That's how much I think about that movie, but whatever I reviewed last week. Uh, and this week it's uh, Sledgehammer, which is from- it's a cool title though. Yeah, it's a very cool title from 1983, and it's over on Shutter. Um, so this is apparently the very first horror film shot entirely on video or something like that. I think I read that as a trivia stat somewhere. So a young boy murders his mother and her lover with a hammer. Ten years later, a wave of teenage murders plagues the same area. Um, this has a very standard uh, plot for a horror film where uh, a murder happens in a house and years later a bunch of teens uh, get on a trip and rent this house and they have a party at the house and then they start getting picked off by this uh, guy in a sledgehammer w- with a sledgehammer and some kid um, like very basic they, they summon him with a I think it was a, with a Ouija board or some kind of seance or something so very typical uh, story this movie is like so bad it's so bad it's an hour and a half but i'm convinced it's actually 45 minutes but they put so much slow-mo in it like ridiculous amount of slow motion that it just makes the movie drawn out way longer like there's a shot of a guy and his girlfriend walking in a field like walking towards the house and it lasts like three minutes for for really no reason with this super cheesy score over it uh the the movie is just not good you know the, the acting is terrible that score is hideous and uh 
the plot is just stupid. Now, there's some enjoyment out of it because it is so bad. You know, you kind of laugh at it once in a while, but it was a chore to get through. Um, and yeah, I was, I just can, cannot recommend this. And I think the one I watched last week was Things, now that I think about it. So Things and Sledgehammer, definitely not recommended. And that's uh, over on Shutter if you dare to watch it. All righty. Uh, Sam, I guess we can, you want to tag team this together on Annabelle? No. Okay, you go. You can say it, and then I'll share my I'm thoughts. I'm just joking. No, go, go for it. it. I was I was gonna ask you to go over them anyway. No, you took. You those watched all jokes. three. Yeah. So Sam and I did a marathon this weekend thanks where we to watched. Me. Yes, thanks to Sam, where we watched uh, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Comes Home, and we also threw in The Conjuring just for good measure. Um, so we watched all four. We watched them in order. Um, Although not, I guess, like, chronolo- like if you really wanted to get technical, you'd throw on Annabelle Creation first, but we watched them by, you know, release, release date, order. date. Yeah. Um, and I gotta say, I was actually surprised with my findings after watching all three of them because uh, I actually, when we did the rankings last week, I had Annabelle as my, the first Annabelle movie as my worst conjuring universe movie now i'd only seen annabelle one once uh not in theaters actually i don't think it was at home and i i my opinions changed on this it's really not that bad of a movie like at all like it's it's actually quite decent surprisingly it i i think my opinions changed because at the time and i I think steve had said this um when we had mentioned in the chat that we liked it that we had like nothing to go on back then like it was just comparing it to the first conjuring movie but now that we have so many other movies to compare it to it's actually pretty good like you know and the opening scene is like really fucking good where you get to like the uh manson murders and it's like really really cool and then like the movie is sort of a rosemary's baby knockoff in a lot of ways too um which I found pretty cool. The one big negative for me um, is the ending. I think it got kind of silly and kind of dumb, but overall enjoyable. I changed my rating on Letterboxd from two stars to three stars. So, I mean, still not like amazing, but like definitely like improvement. Um, And Sam, go, go for it. Oh, I can talk now. You've already said everything. So what's the fucking point? You can jump jump on that one and then go over to creation. No. So anyways, guys. So <laughs> Todd's like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> so Mom and Dad I, are fighting again. I'm just gonna <laughs> So I always thought that Annabelle. Okay, so Annabelle. I don't know. I was like, yeah, it's scary, but am I crazy about Annabelle as much as everyone else is? Not really. But I told Joe, I was like, the first Annabelle is scary and it's good. And so as you heard, he's changed his rating on Letterboxd because it is good, guys. You feel so sad for the young couple that they're trying to have a baby. Well, they do have a baby. He's The husband's trying to become a doctor, really busy at work. And the poor mom's just trying to do her mom thing getting her little baby possessed almost by the demon. The demon's trying to take over the mom's soul. It's very scary. A lot of like good jump scares in that movie. 
the ending, like Joe said, I don't think it's silly because I get why the woman, her neighbor, like wants to kill, wants to sacrifice her own self for the baby and the mom. I totally get that. Um, but yeah, it's really good. And like Joe mentioned with the Manson family, the kills, it's pretty creepy and scary. Um, so yeah, so then we decided to keep on watching Annabelle and what's the next one, Annabelle creation. So I remember this one. I think I only saw it once. This one was like my least favorite. Joe thought it was going to Joe. I think it was your favorite, right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's with the two little girls and guys, it was fucking scary I yelled so many times like the way that they placed Annabelle's fucking face every five seconds her eyes just looking at you and her red lips are just wanting to like suck your face off it's so scary but it's still not my top Annabelle movie but it's really scary and I forgot all of the scares in it so if you haven't it's been a while definitely check it out because it's really scary scarier than the first one yeah, it's still held up for me. Um, it, is it my favorite Annabelle? I don't know now. I don't after watching Annabelle Comes Home. I'll, you'll, you'll hear my thoughts on it, but uh, very, very good. I, it still holds up as being very, there's like a lot of like really great scary parts and the demon mm-hmm. in it is fucking great. He looks yeah. creepy as hell and awesome. And there's like a lot of memorable scary scene like this one is definitely the scariest of the three no doubt about it and it, i gave it four stars over on letterboxd i really like this is probably it's one of the better conjuring movies for sure and universe movies okay i do agree it is the scariest annabelle of the three movies um so then we watched uh annabelle comes home and that's where we see annabelle um, tormenting Judy, Ed and Lorraine's daughter, while they're out solving another case. And it's where her babysitter is staying with Judy. Um, this one, it's good. And it it's, there are some scares in it, but I just didn't really like, I don't know, seeing Annabelle creation with all of the scary shit that Annabelle and the demon had to offer, seeing all the other stories from all of the other objects in their house, it just didn't do it for me. It just like, it's kind of like um, a ping pong game. Like it just went back and forth and it jumped all around to all these like other little demon haunted things, which is fine because it's cool. You want to learn about them, but I just felt like it was too quick and it just wasn't as scary as creation. Just my opinion. Uh, yeah, this one on a second watch, I liked it better than I did the first time. I I enjoyed the hell out of this one. I loved the setting of it being inside the Warren's house. And I actually, I, I disagree with Sam. I actually loved um, all of like the stuff like coming alive in the Warren's house that Annabelle used. I thought that was like a great way to do something a little different with the franchise. And I mean, I, I dug, I really dug the hell out of this one. It's like, creation and comes home are like 1a 1b now for me like i think they're both on pretty equal level playing ground the werewolf thing get is the only thing i really don't like in this one i think it was like unnecessary and is a, a little silly they threw also threw in a little uh more uh 
comedic relief in this one too, but not too much where it was like annoying or anything like that. But yeah, I really enjoyed this one. So I, I had it at three and a half on letterbox, but I upped it to uh, four uh, on letterbox after a second watch. So mm-hmm. yeah. Like I love all the Annabelle movies. I'm ready to watch them again. Yeah. It's, it's actually like a really solid, you know, trilogy so far and i'm sure they'll make another one um but yeah like i said i would change my rate rankings now i would move annabelle above uh conjuring three la llorona and the nun and the nun is still at the bottom on my list <laughs> have you seen la llorona me yeah okay la llorona is the bottom and then the nun. <laughs> okay <laughs> i need to watch that <laughs> Um, yeah, I've only seen Annabelle movies once each, so I want to revisit. Todd, you should watch them again. I'm home alone this week, though, so I don't know if that's a proper movie to watch. Home alone. It's with pretty a bunch of scary, yeah. Two's pretty fucking creepy, man. Like, one and three aren't, aren't so bad, but man, two has, like, so many good scares. That, uh, that little girl in two is, like, a horror, like, not she icon, is. but she's yeah. got some good roles, man. Yeah, she does. You know what? I, this isn't my watch, watch, but I started watching Origins of Evil, uh, Ouija, Ouija, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'm like, I turned it off because I want to start from the beginning because I don't think I've ever seen it. So I don't know if it's good or not, but I did not I like. Oh no, I, I didn't like it, but I only saw it once, and we saw it at like a theater, and we were like half we paying like, attention. So I yeah, got to we were kind it, of you know. drunk too. Yeah, so. you guys were playing footsie. <laughs> All right, mine is a 2021 release called Great White. Really cool artwork. Love it. Looks awesome. It's got Great White coming up out of the ocean to eat somebody. Um. Yeah, I didn't hear a single thing about this one coming out. It was just came up on streaming, so I, I watched it. I don't know what it's streaming currently on. It's on one of my services, so I'm not exactly sure where to find it, but you can probably purchase it streaming. But anyway, um, typical plot. Uh, people are stranded, and there's great whites circling them, and um, they try to figure out how to get <laughs> out of their situation. Um, I It's terrible. It's garbage. Um, there's a lot of question marks in this one where they don't make any sense. One of them, this girl's uh, pregnant, you know, she's with her husband and she's the one that they pick or she's the one that decides to swim out into the shark infested waters to retrieve something. You got two able-bodied men, you got a girl that's fine, but they send the pregnant lady. So stupid. Um, At the climax, it's the dumbest thing. It's they literally decide to go in the water underneath it to fight the sharks, fist fight the sharks. And they play it seriously. This isn't a a Charles Band. This isn't a trauma. This is a serious movie. And this guy's got like a, you know, six inch pocket knife and he's fucking swinging it through the water at this great white, which we all know you can't deliver big ass blows in the water. And this is a creature that lives in the water. You're not going to kill it. Oh, but he does. Spoiler alert. Um, Jams it through his forehead. Um, Some of the shots are really good. Like some of the effective, like some of the, you know, a person's in a, a shark's mouth shots are really cool looking um the cgi is terrible at some points and decent in others so kind of hit and miss for that but overall just not a good movie so i would skip it great white 2021 easily i mean well yeah definitely in my bottom five for the year all right uh my last one this week is an italian film from 1979 it's over on tubi it's called beyond the darkness so in this one, a uh, young taxidermist's uh, girlfriend dies, and so he decides to um, dig her up and taxidermy her, basically, so he can keep her in her, in his house. 
and then um people he starts like just killing more people who come close to finding out uh you know about his like secret of him uh having his girlfriend's body in the house uh he's all also has a super weird relationship with his mother where she like jerks him off and stuff and it's just a really weird like he's still like um like sucks her breasts and stuff like that like like he's a baby yeah yeah it's it's super fucking awkward and weird wait so Um, are there are they in love with each other like what i i think she wants to keep him kind of as a baby you know like like Uh. like she wants to keep him for herself so she does everything she can to kind of keep it you know what's the worst part about this is a third movie or show I've watched in 2021 that has that. Uh, I mean, I mean, Mr. Mercedes is a TV show, had the same thing, and something else recently I watched. Mr. Baker, had the same Nightmare thing. Maker? Yeah, that's right. Uh, that, that one also had that. And there's another one I just watched recently, um, Blue, Blue Sky, I think, had that as well. Just, wow. I don't know if it's a thing this year, but anyway, it's an old film. But uh, yeah, so other than that part, which was kind of disturbing, it was a decent film. Like, uh, it had some good kills. It had some good gore. Um, it, it was interesting. Like, my attention held throughout. Uh, one thing that... Todd, have you seen this one? No. Uh, one thing that would interest you is the music is by Goblin. So, uh, nice. got, like, an iconic uh, score. Not, not like, Dawn of the Dead good, but still uh, very cool score and stuff like that. So, I, I would say it's a recommend. You know, it's not a great film, but it's a decent film and one that I'd never even heard of. I just saw someone mention it on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like something I can check out. So uh, Beyond the Darkness over on Shutter. That's it all we wrote. That's it. That's it. All right. Cool. Get those trivia questions out. I'm ready. Bring it, brother. <laughs> all right. The uh, points are, at, are as follows. And this is our 24th game for the year. Um, Joe, uh, sorry. Steve is in the lead with 62. I'm right on his butthole with 61. Joe, 59. Sam, 39. Anyone's game, week 24. Well, not week 24, but game number 24. Who would like to go first? I'll go. I'll, okay. Ooh. <laughs> Papa Steve. So every week I don't get questions from Kayla. I start panicking like 20 <laughs> minutes before the podcast. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I have to spend for myself this week. <laughs> Um, all right, so the first one. In Get Out, what does Chris use to not get hypnotized? Uh, paper, uh, he puts fluff in his ear. Yes. What, what's? Uh, I'll take it. St- stuffing yeah. from the chair. Oh, oh yeah. It, it's cotton. cotton. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Oh, okay. You want the chemical compound too? So <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Please break it down for me on a molecular level. <laughs> that was good. Nice. All right, I'll take it. Um, <sighs> let me make sure. Okay. This 2018 horror movie features Nazi mutants fighting the Allies. Dead Snow? That'd be incorrect. No, that's before. Oh, I, f- I fucking know it now. Gotcha. You, get a, you get a second guess if uh, Sam and Steve. Okay. I didn't watch yes. it, but I have it on my list of things to you watch. Watched, oh. Can you read it again, Todd? This 2018 horror movie features Nazi mutants fighting the allies is it like army uh, of frankenstein or something like that no, no i haven't seen it but i know what it is i can see the movie poster all right mm. you can pass no not yet um dig deep oh yeah fuck everyone thinks they've got it yeah. I, just don't I know, I know i know i, I steve, do know you haven't guessed it out loud so you can still guess i did i did guess. oh you did oh, yeah, okay yeah. i thought you okay um, 
Uh, I feel like it has like a number in it. Maybe not. Not the one I'm thinking of. Uh, fine, I'm out. Joe. Overlord. Overlord That's is correct. Yes. yes, I did see it. So Great movie. Good Great movie. movie. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. Overlord was older for some reason, but yeah. I'm surprised you haven't seen that. So, I did. Uh, Sam and Joe. Oh, you did. okay. Sam and Steve. No, I did. Yeah. I, I was thinking of something else. I haven't. <laughs> yeah, goof. I don't know how Sam would feel about it, but. Shh. Who's in it? Any daddies? No one famous. It's all unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, there's someone though. who became someone from from that movie after I think. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't famous Turned at the time. <laughs> Who was it? I'm gonna check it real. Are you quick. thinking about the sniper that was like in a couple shows? Uh, maybe I'm I'm checking right now, just before. Was using um. Oh, White Russell, fucking. Uh... Oh yeah. Yeah, that that's what it is. That guy's great, dude. J- John Walker. There you go. Justice for John Walker. He's not wrong. Yeah. New Captain America. I, I knew someone from that movie like became popular recently. All right, Sam or Joe, take it. All right, I'll go. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I like that. Whoever guesses the closest gets All the right. point. Closest without going over or just closest? Just closest. Okay. All righty. How many days was the film Saw from 2004 filmed in? Seven. Fourteen. We got seven on the board. We got 14 on the board. Joe, what's your guess? 30. Todd is the closest. Ooh. It was filmed in 18 days. Ooh, nice. I like that. That movie's so fucking good. Yeah, it is. That's yes. the best twist of all time. 18 all days yeah. isn't really a lot, right? No. That's, well, well, I mean, you got to think about the, like, the production and the scenes and. Pretty indie, too. Yeah. Small, smaller crew. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Alrighty, I'll go. Um, all of my trivia tonight is Saw franchise cool. related. So did you change that uh, Saw question from earlier that I? I heard? did, I did, I did. Uh, so Kayla, I know you sent me questions like three weeks ago, and I promise I will <laughs> get to them next next week for sure. Uh, okay, so first question in Saw the original: Who? finally cuts their foot off and which foot was it dr, dr. gordon left foot okay well i guess i'll go with the right foot since it's i guess i'll go with the legs. right foot too <laughs> well todd said it first and it was dr gordon right foot all right oh, foot hey <laughs> all right tagline oh no i don't think i've ever gotten one <laughs> a ghost story for the minimum wage the fuck I'm almost sure you all, all saw this film. I think we talked about it once. For the minimum wage. Oh, that one time. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Hey. <laughs> um, ghost the fright, story. the frighteners. No. Ghost story. For the minimum wage. For the minimum wage. That'd be something about cheaper things, I'd imagine, right? Um. No, I have idea. no idea. Yeah. Nothing. You guys go up? Yeah. yeah. It's The Innkeepers. Uh, Never seen it. Oh, really? Is that with Nicole yeah. Kidman? No, that's, no. The, that's others. the others. Ty uh, West, I believe, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, wait, have I seen that? Is that the babysitter one? No. No, it's, a ghost it's, a, movie. it's like a girl who works at a hotel and uh, 
like ghost stuff starts happening. I liked it. Okay. Why is it minimum wage? Because she work makes minimum yeah, wage. Yeah, they're like yeah, they're clerks at the hotel. Got it. Yeah. Okay. This one is from my pal Weezer Face. Um, okay. In the beginning of Trick or Treat, what's the VHS porn labeled? So what's the label on the porn he's watching? Christ. Tricks uh, and treats. <laughs> That's a good. That should be a real one. Probably is. Yeah. She said this would be too easy. So. Really? Yeah. Uh, so what's what did, what did the the guy write on the, the porno in trick or treat yep uh, he he wrote it on the porno um i don't know it's been a long while since okay that, but so it, i was gonna say if he, this, if, if he wrote it it's probably like important work tape or something boring yeah it's, <laughs> it's something along those lines yeah. where it does, it's like to throw somebody off yeah yeah all right i'll give it, i'll give everyone a hint here um can i guess again Yes, you may. I want the hint, though. <laughs> okay, so it has to do with nature. Oh. National Geographic. Nature Trail. Sam is the closest. Steve? Um, Come on, Todd. Nature oh, Documentary. We'll watch it every Halloween. I, I don't even remember that part. All right. <laughs> so the correct answer is Nature Special. Oh. Wow. <laughs> nature All Special. Right. Yeah. <laughs> My turn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All righty. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. She's finishing the movie, so she can ask a question. <laughs> yep. I can go if you need a minute. Okay, go. go At least you can't focus on answering. It's okay. It's not like I have any chance of winning. Anyway. Well, you do. You have a good chance of getting this one, actually, because... Just remember, this is Saw franchise related, and I have a tagline. Yeah. So I'll go. Okay. Ready? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Which Saw film out of the whole franchise was not filmed in Toronto? Oh. Jigsaw. Good guess. Spiral. Because that was filmed in. Yeah, it wasn't filmed in Toronto. I don't think. Fuck. Three. Okay, well, this is embarrassing. (laughs) It said it was Saw, the original, so I don't know if the trivia was written before Spiral came out. It could have been filmed in Toronto. I'll I'll double check. Let's see. Okay. Spiral. I don't think it was, Steve. Well, actually, I think it was... Uh, It's almost all filmed in Toronto, so it's... it's, uh, uh, Yeah, fuck. God damn it. All right. Sam. <laughs> Good job. So, okay. No, no points for anybody? No, no points. points. Okay. okay. Tagline. Oh, Christ. Sometimes rules are meant to be broken. Five. Five on the board. What did you guess? Five. Saw five. Oh, wait. We're guessing what Saw it is? This is Saw, Saw, Saw franchise related. I'm not saying it's a Saw movie, but. I mean, sometimes rules are meant to be broken. How theme. can it not be the sauce? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you go by my theme, I mean, I'm going I'm to saw. guess two. I'm going to go three. Okay. Saw three. Oh. <sighs> Did not want Steve getting on the board today. <laughs> Thank you. Damn to say it, two Steve. until you said two. So said <laughs> well, I tried to, I knew you were going to say it, so I tried to beat you. <laughs> well, you did. And then I would have been wrong. So, uh, whose turn is it? Did mine? I think it's yours. Think back to Mine. you. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Which Stephen King adaptation was directed by Brian De Palma? Uh, Carrie. That's right. Damn, nice. Nice job. job. The hernia as you slow on it. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so Sam, I uh, chatted you earlier. Just to <laughs> check on something. So, intent. <laughs> oh, real answer. okay. This 2019 horror movie features evil doppelgangers that want to take your place. Us. Yes. Joe. Joe, just whatever. Shoved her out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Well, welcome to my life, guys. That's what it's like dating Joe. So. Like Michael Scott during a fire alarm, just <laughs> runs yep. out the door first. It's, it's pretzel true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, then. Now I'm going to do a hard question that no one gets Uh-oh. a point for. No. All righty. Okay. Who was the creator for the Jigsaw doll? Oh. Tobin um, Bell. It, wait, uh, yeah, John Kramer. John Kramer? Like, is it in? <laughs> no, um, like who made the actual? Oh, okay. Doll. Oh, um, Darren Lynn Balsman. Can we get a, Can we get guess. a second guess? Or yeah, it, right. <laughs> yeah, okay, but well, everyone has to guess before. Okay, well, it's not one of those two, I guess. <laughs> I'm not saying if uh, it is or not. It's oh, okay. not a fucking Ill- process by elimination. <laughs> okay. If I'm not uh, getting I no will... points, neither are you guys. All right. I will guess um, Kevin Yeager. Did you guess Steve? Yeah, she said James Wan. Oh, you did? When did you say that? The first, I was first <laughs> it. Right away. I didn't hear you say that. I'm yeah. sorry. Steve gets it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that was right. <laughs> How many points have you gotten today, Joe? One or two? I think two. I got carry. Sam's at one. I got carry and Overlord. You didn't? Oh wait, no. I got I got three. I got carry, Overlord, and us. I don't think I did. Oh, I accidentally gave Sam your us because I yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it says three, three, two right now. Got it. Yeah. All right. Last question of the night. Whoever starts it gets to finish it. Okay. okay. So. I need name me, name me three directors to have made a soft. Darren Lynn Bozeman, okay. James Wan. Yep. And um, oh my God. <laughs> Darren James Lee Winnell. Mm. Incorrect. Oh, oh really? Lee Winnell's wrong. Fuck. Oh. Darn it. You guys just need one now, you fuckers. Damn it. <laughs> I would have. Get, I was thinking Lee too. Uh. He wrote, not to, he didn't direct. I have no idea. Oh, uh, shit. Okay. You only um, need one name, Sam. Oh, Chris Rock. Incorrect. No, he didn't Chris Rock. I was going to be able to say Chris Rock. <laughs> no, Darren Lynn Bosman did the last one. So He did like three or four of them, I think. He did yeah. two, 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 three, two, four, two, three, and, and this one. Yeah. So who's another guy? I, I okay. I, it's, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was a hard one. That's why I put it in because I knew you guys would get two of the three, but I didn't <laughs> know if anyone would get the third. Um, okay. So we have James Wan, of course, who did the original. Then we had Darren Lynn Bosman, who did two, three, four, and Spiral. Then number five was directed by David Hackle. Number uh, seven by Kevin Grutert. And number eight by Michael and Peter Sperig. Never in a million years would I have guessed that. Good question. Now you know. I mean, I'll take a point, but. (laughs) 
All right, I think Sam's the last one. Am I? I thought I already. No, no I, I think, that's fine. I think we're it. good. We're dead. We're dead. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, current st uh, tallies are ooh neck and neck tie with me and Steve sixty four, Joe sixty two, Sam thirty nine. Um, send those questions, people. Thank you. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> close game, close game. Close. Yeah. close yeah. What we got now? What we got now? Spiral. Spiral. A spiral. Okay. Let me pull it up real quick. It's been so long since I watched it. Spiral from the Book of Saw, directed by Darren Lynn Bozeman, 2021. Currently working in the shadow of an esteemed police veteran, brass detective Ezekiel Zeke Banks and his rookie partner take charge of a grisly investigation into murders that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. Unwittingly trapped in a deepening mystery, Zeke finds himself at the center of the killer's morbid game. Who would like to take it? Dun, dun, dun. Can we talk about the opening that's uh, pretty bad? <laughs> At least in my opinion, where like Chris he, Rock is he on. He goes into a monologue of monologue <laughs> immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he's like doing Fast and Furious heist and then he gets arrested. <laughs> but wait, it was cool. Yeah, I immediately knew once it started. I was like, uh, he's undercover. Well, I mean, I mean I, I'm sure you guys maybe knew that because of the trailer, but I didn't really watch. The trailer. I don't remember anything, watching the so. trailer either. I probably did, but I don't remember. Yeah, I think we did. Um, all right, I'll... Go. <laughs> go for it. All right, go ahead. No, go ahead, Todd. You... No, as you say, it starts off with the heist yeah. um, where Chris Rock's undercover. So we get um, we get to know his character that he's a detective that likes to scowl and stare off at people. And uh, he's kind of a, a hated cop because we realize that, you know, all his fellow officers uh, like to shit talk him call him a traitor, rat, things like that. They leave a dead rat on his um, his desk because turns out that he uh, he did the right thing and told on a dirty cop and that cop got in trouble, which he's not in jail, which is kind of fucking weird, right? For murdering somebody. But, um, and then we have a, another police officer who gets seemingly trapped in a jigsaw-like trap, gets killed. Chris Rock comes to investigate it and it triggers this whole, is jigsaw back? Is it a, is it a copycat? What have you? And then it starts targeting police officers in his uh, group and that's basically the movie uh, chris rock has his dad samuel jackson who is a crazy cool respected veteran officer um you have his young uh, chris rock's young uh, detective partner i forget who plays him really good guy from uh, handmaid's tale he's really good in that um and then we're just going around trying to solve crimes like scooby-doo so someone mm -hmm. take it yeah and can we talk like maybe the dumbest line in the entire movie um about jigsaw jigsaw doesn't target cops I'm like, what? Did you watch Saw 2? Like, he fucking targets a cop. Like, that's like, the, the whole plot of Saw 2. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Um, did anyone watch a Saw movie when they made this? Um, Chris Rock definitely did not. Wasn't yeah. it his, his story? This is, yeah, this is Chris Rock's baby. Like, he went to the, you know, the studio and was like, listen, I want to make a Saw movie. I love the franchise and I think I could do a Saw movie, which, hey, kudos to him. Like, I think that's cool. But he didn't that write it, though, so that's not his fault. I mean, like who, he didn't whoever's it, on no. his team, they failed. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's um, not going to spend all the time looking into the whole mm -hmm, Saw mm -hmm. franchise. He pays. Yeah, yeah. So, like, going into this, my expectations weren't high per se, but I was super intrigued because I'm like, okay, Chris Rock, what? Then Samuel Jackson, what? I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen with a Saw movie with Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson leading the way on it? Um. So like going in, I was like, okay, this could be very interesting. 
Um, overall, I'm very mixed on it. Um, honestly, leaving the theater when we first left it, I was like, oh, wow, that was like actually pretty good. But the further I'm getting away from it, like I was going to rewatch it today. And I was like, I don't know if I really feel like rewatching this, like, you know, and like, I like put it on in the background for background noise. And, you know, it's, it's an okay movie. Like it's not, it's, I didn't think it was like bad. Like I was entertained um, for a lot of it, but I definitely have a lot of issues with it as well, which we will definitely get into. So, I mean, I'm like still kind of like torn on like how exactly I feel about it. Cause like, I do appreciate that they went, they tried to do something different with the franchise in the ninth movie. So like, I I do definitely appreciate that aspect of it um, with mixed results. Summer of Sam. So uh, the Saw franchise is one of my favorites. I get so excited anytime a Saw film has been released, especially that it's been released in October. It's like Halloween activity must do right um so with this one knowing that Chris Rock was attached to it I was like okay cool because I like Chris Rock and then they were like Samuel L. Jackson and I'm like okay it's gonna be more like a detective thing because that's like his thing um so it was okay I didn't really have high hopes going into it I stayed away from like the trailers and spoilers all that type of stuff as I always try to do um and so it was just so predictable to me like I've seen this movie so many times the only thing different was just the brutal traps and like the gore um how Todd mentioned the opening scene I didn't like that because immediately I knew that Chris Rock was undercover and it just was like I don't know it kind of reminded me of like a wannabe Batman heist opening whatever that's fine um but I don't know just like every other detective movie that I've seen where it's like oh the guy on the team is betraying everyone like go fucking figure um I was a little worried since they were it was like the book of saw I was worried that the traps weren't going to be brutal because they're so gruesome like it fucks you up after you watch it. You're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Um, But no, after the first trap, I was like, oh my God, like the traps are safe. I don't have to worry about what they're going to do with that. That's fine. But other than that, I mean, meh. Um, So I went in with very low expectations. Uh, One, because the trailer hadn't really done it for me. And two, because um, when we did the episode where Todd wasn't there. We got a question asking us if uh, one of the movies was in our top five of 2021, one of the big three, like A Quiet Place, uh, Saw, and um, Conjuring. And immediately Sam and Joe are like, if you have one, it's definitely not Saw, <laughs> you know, or something along those lines, because it had to be The Conjuring is basically their assumption. Um, and it wasn't because I didn't like The Conjuring. So my expectations were low going in. So I knew that going in. And honestly, I liked it. You know, it's it's got a lot of issues for sure. Uh, one of my biggest, like when I first saw the trailers and everything, and we were talking about it. One of my worries was Chris Chris Rock, uh, and the movie starts with him doing a Chris Rock monologue with about Forrest Gump of all things. So right now I'm like, oh man, this is just gonna be 
basically a Chris Rock bit movie. Uh, but thankfully, he kind of abandoned that right after, uh, which is fine. You know, he, he was actually pretty good in it. And I, I thought the traps were fun. I wish we had seen more of them or they would have spent more time on the traps because they, they don't last very long. Uh, I've seen the movie twice now, by the way. I watched it originally and I watched it again a couple days ago. So it's fresh in my mind. I even wrote down while the traps were in case, so if, if you guys didn't remember him. Uh, so I did like the traps. I just wish they spent kind of more time uh, being a little more elaborate and stuff. I thought they were really like kind of quick traps. Um, I like the storyline that he's going after dirty cops. It's kind of like relevant to today's society. And it's something a lot of movies don't tackle these days. And uh, I liked kind of, you know, the just the investigation part of it like i like movies where you're trying to figure out who the killer is even though i thought it was a little obvious who would probably end up being uh which is one of my two big complaints with the movie uh first one is i thought sam jackson was kind of a waste um because nothing really happens with his character like it just kind of sets up nothing like and i thought unless he is the ultimate killer which would have been stupid but they're really really he was kind of a pointless character uh they didn't establish him enough and um, what was the other one? Uh, well, the voice obviously was it was terrible. And the, the problem about the Saw series, which is the same problem I used to have with uh, M. Night Shyamalan, is there's almost an expectation to have uh, or like a twist ending. Like you have to have a twist ending or it's not going to work. And they try to force it too much. And in this one, it just really didn't work. Like I, I didn't need a twist ending. You know, it could have just been someone who reveals himself as being you know the new jigsaw or whatever so i think the force twist ending kind of lost it for me especially that they have the music going uh from the saw which gets me excited every time by the way i fucking love that music i get goosebumps just because of the reveal in the first saw <laughs> yeah it's it's so good but they didn't use the the song properly either because you, had, you already knew the twist by the time the saw the song was in and i thought maybe it would reveal that sam jackson like even though he was in the trap was actually the ultimate killer and using you know the killer for spoiling it uh kind of do his bidding because he was like a big fan of his but no his the ending really kind of dropped it a few points for me all right well, i'm closer to joe and sam on this so i guess we can just get into it um yeah that the twist it was like broadcasted almost from the beginning you know with who the killer was you know, and, and I, what bothers me too is that Saw, to the best of my knowledge, always opens with a trap, right? You just get that opening. And then we got like this weird comedic, it's almost like he was testing stand-up comedy, you know, in that opening monologue. Well, we got so a trap. We got yeah, a trap. Yeah, it started up. with a trap. Yeah. It starts with the Did guy it? on the train. Oh, yeah, the guy on the train. <laughs> okay. Rewind which it. I, I'm wrong. Which was a great trap. I, I, I dug it. Like, and then, his, you know, his, he's hanging by the tongue and... Yeah, fucking, it gets pretty gory. Just rip too. your tongue out, dude. <laughs> yeah. Why is he wearing like a fucking Hannibal Lecter costume, walking around the Mardi Gras, whatever yeah, that man. was? And where know. the hell? And where did like he must have had a pretty long extension cord for that TV to be working <laughs> all the way down on the tracks like that? You're the one in the tunnels. <laughs> is it is it possible? Um, you would. It's possible, but it would have to be like close to a station that had like power to plug that. Unless like he had like a battery powered TV. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, I, I think the better version of this is that if you if we know who the killer is as an audience right away, you know, and I like we know it's the it's the young detective, um, and then it kind of gives you that like that whole like the atmosphere like fuck like he shouldn't go with this guy because we know he's a killer but he doesn't and then trying to figure out and like have him 
figure it out would be more clever than we already know it's a killer and they're trying to hide it from us because it was so obvious you know painfully obvious especially if you don't know he's the killer you definitely are gonna know when they don't show him dead in, in his trap yeah it's like wait they're showing his body that, no that was dude that's like that it, i had already figured it out before that point because yeah. like i so i figured it out in like when he hands off the phone to him like yeah. when they're in like the things like that's exactly what i know it's like that's fucking it like it's it, <laughs> It's yeah. like it's so that is like what kills this movie for me because like I was like enjoying it, but man, that it's just like so, so obvious. predictable. And the baby like, too, where the baby's crying when they're on the phone. And he's like, yeah. Oh yeah, my kid's crying. And I'm like, bitch, you're watching a YouTube video. It's like too obvious. Like you couldn't have, like come up with a better like we like a good example is like we just watched the that series Mayor of Easttown, where like they had so many like people like and you had no idea like who the fucking person was and so like it's like there's no misdirection here there's like only like a couple of suspects you know that it could be and like you know right away okay well it's gonna be this fucking guy like yeah. this is like yeah i mean it's, it's either like, his dad the priest i mean the cop you know the, yeah. the dirty cop or which yeah no telegraphed from a mile away and then not showing his body is like okay so you yeah. want us to know the twist already like this is what you're doing yeah like we know about his wife his baby mm -hmm. we know all this stuff about him but you're not showing his body they okay. show his tattoo at the beginning to make yeah. sure you know like come on yeah. and it's almost like the character maybe it's an acting choice i don't know it's like almost trying to like not laugh at how stupid the other characters are let me see your phone you know, like, it's just my kid. <laughs> Don't worry. He's pushing play. It's like, yeah. come on. <laughs> um, yeah, like Steve, I thought Samuel Jackson was kind of waste, man, because he's such a good actor and he's in it for a few scenes and then he gets killed at the end. It's like, okay. Yeah, but, but you, yeah. Weren't, you weren't attached to him enough to care. It's like, no. okay, well, they killed Sam Jackson. Like, other than the fact, if that had not been Sam Jackson, I could not have given lesser shit that he died. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it did There's not no matter. Relationships There's no relationships. Yeah, they didn't even go on their fucking dinner to establish some kind of relationship. You know, it's like, <laughs> true. Nothing. Hungry? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And he disappears, uh, like, fairly quickly, like, into the, like, not even halfway through the movie, maybe. So yeah, apparently he was in that warehouse searching for, like, <laughs> Three days. Three days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought the traps were, were pretty bad. I like Sam said, I didn't feel threatened at all. And I mean, yeah, it sucked to be in those traps, but I wasn't. I wasn't not into them. I I dug them. I, I did. I, they I, were good, but yeah. like how Steve mentioned, they were they went by so fast. But it's like you kind of want to look away, and you're like, when is this gonna be over with? But with this one, it was like two seconds, and it was yeah. done. It, I felt like there weren't enough traps. Like yeah, there's only like what four? four which the is whole movie? Yeah, four, and, the, four. and the and the girl, like, she either gets burned and severs her own spine or dies. It's a brutal a one. Choice. Captain and, Angie. Yep. Yeah. There. I mean, it's always like brutal choices. I know, I, my, it's like, my 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 personal lives. favorite. Yeah, my personal favorite from this one was the Chinese like finger trap one. Like I was like cringing, yeah. like when that, that when that dude's like fingers are getting ripped. I was like, oh, like yeah. it was like I haven't done that watching a movie in a long time. So I I thought that was like super effective. Um, I mean, it, they were all like for the f only being like four. I thought all of them were like good. The worst one probably being the acid, uh, paraliz uh paralyzed candle one. Wax. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it was? Candle wax? I think it was wax. Uh, yeah, some kind of hot wax, yeah. Yeah. And I hate the traps, and this goes for all the saws, where there's an unwilling victim uh, that 
is relying on someone else to survive. So they, they do that even in the first one with Amanda. Yeah. Like there's a, a guy who, yeah. who she has to cut open to kill to get the key. Well, that's not fucking fair to him. Like what did like why doesn't he get a shot? Well, same thing with this. Like like that guy with the glass is completely dependent on Chris Rock to like do his part. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, this movie definitely, like, alienates, like, half an audience, too, obviously, like, with their message, obviously, like, because it's very, like, anti-police, huh. like, extremely anti-police. I, I, I disagree. But would you know that? Okay. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I would, without getting political, I would consider myself, all right, let's not get political. But, like, it didn't bother me because, like, part okay. two is the same thing. Like, he targeted his son and because he was mm-hmm. kind of a dirty cop, too. And then in part six, I think or seven there's also dirty so there's a dirty cops in every single movie it seems like so yeah. it doesn't bother me because if they're dirty uh, fuck them you know? it's, it's not know, anti-police I, as much as anti-dirty no. police anti-dirty right? police i right. guess so, yeah i mean i don't know i just felt like this one like was conveying more of like a political message maybe just because of the times we're living in right now too obviously um i don't know but like obviously like having the 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 pig cop marionette and stuff like that i don't know i just thought there was more and then, like, obviously how the movie ends, like, you know, with, like, they're shooting, like... Well, rightfully so. Like, I mean, they... Right, see, like... You know I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, and, like, we can... I guess, like, I don't know if you want to get into the ending already, but, like, was that... That didn't seem like a fair, like, thing for Samuel L. either. Like, he got, like, completely fucked. Oh, there's got to be a choice, and... <laughs> yeah. These guys did not get one. And that's going to be a sequel. They're setting up that guy for the sequel, right? Obviously. I guess, but do I care? Like, do I want him to be like the <laughs> would, new Jigsaw? No. Would you care if Chris Rock joined them? Like he offered, like, like clean up, I would. Clean up the force. I would. I would be like more interested. Yeah. I would be more down for that. Yeah, like I wouldn't mind if Chris Rock came back because, like, I thought he was fine enough, like, in this role, and like maybe if he turns evil to like avenge his dad or something like that, like that could be kind of cool. That's the gray area, though, right? With all saws, like, are they evil? Is is jigsaw really evil i mean obviously the answer is yes but like is it evil to clean up people is it is that is that the better twist then than that chris rock would have been the jigsaw because he's trying to rid the station of the bad cops like after being tormented for so long that's the better movie but how would how would you shoot that though because we're with chris rock the entire time like unless we change the whole movie like where we're following him doing his thing and maybe he's trying to get well, his partner. We, we don't see every minute of his life. We don't right. know if he's sending the boxes to himself because he, you know, it's always a, it's always a carrier that sends the messages. And... Yeah, they they could have framed it the right way. Why are, why are the cops always fingering every piece of evidence in this fucking movie? Oh my god, that's really crazy. Like, yeah, put some fucking gloves on, please. Yeah, there's even a continuity error I noticed when uh, they go to the courthouse and there's a box like on a windowsill next to the spiral signal. He goes to grab it and he doesn't he doesn't have gloves on. But when he, <laughs> when he takes it down, he's got like a glove kind of half like on his fingers. They're the worst cops. Yes, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why they need to go because they can't have handle evidence. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that drives me nuts in movies. Like, <laughs> how about oh. how about the long con though with the kid witnessing his father's murder, like, and then being a cop going to school blah 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 and then i, I love long cons like that like totally <laughs> he, was in it. he was in it to win it man. yeah it was getting a sign to that specific detective thing like that yeah <laughs> i mean it was, I, it was fine i guess you know it's like okay hey I just that, kill that him just it kill was... him cold blood yeah, shoot like him the way to do the twist i guess but i guess yeah i mean my other big negative too is the uh the woman police chief too i did not like she's, she's I, I was, I was not a fan of her at all. 
I just didn't buy. I don't know. I just didn't buy her in that role, and I just, I just Why, didn't think she gave a, it. You don't like? No, her. no. I mean, I just think I, 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 I didn't like her performance. Like, I just, I, yeah. I thought she's cutie. I'll take it. Right. Yeah, she was well, cute, but her she's acting. She's fucking dead now. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> she either die or become a paraplegic. So the question we got from Rinfa about this one was, do you think these characters will return for a sequel? Would you be interested in a sequel with these characters? Um, yeah, I mean, I kind, I wouldn't mind seeing Chris Rock back, like I said, but I don't really care about the other dude, like the dude who's like taking over for Jigsaw, supposedly, or whatever. Like, yeah, he was boring. Like, he wasn't a good villain. Like, I would not want to see him. So I guess if he had to come back, no, like reboot the franchise. But if, like I said, maybe if like he teamed, like you guys said, he teamed up with Chris Rock, then maybe I would be interested. Yeah, I'm, I'm one and done with this one. Let's move on. Let's try. Let's let's try rebooting again. In my opinion, yeah, let's just I go strict it- horror. You know. I think yeah, I think it was egregious too not to have the Billy puppet involved like one way or the other. Like it's not a Saw movie without Bill. Like is this the only Saw movie that doesn't have Billy in it, or is he in one? I can't remember. Is he in Jigsaw? In one? Yes. Is he in one? Is he in Jigsaw though? I believe so. I think he is. Yeah, I think so. It's been a they, while. They can easily. I, I just want yeah, have some disciples of Jigsaw just take the mantle, have a little cult or something, and then. They can just fuck around with his tapes, and I, ah, man, I know we talked about it, but that voice is so bad, so bad. So bad. I hated it. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking. Not man. scary. No, like John Kramer's voice is so fucking like great and creepy for that, and then to then like to go a com- like the complete fucking opposite direction. And like, your voice. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Hello, detective. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like it sounds like uh, like a nerd holding his nose or something. Come on, well, just well, maybe because he has to do the he has to do the voice recordings in the bathroom while he's at work. Oh, he's taking like, a shit. shit. I can't let them hear me. He, he's that he's that cocky with it because they're all stupid. Yeah. It sounds like he's in the middle of like pushing out a turd or something. You know. Like, imagine <laughs> imagine the villain then in this movie being in the fucking to- hold on. I got <laughs> sculpting puppets and going yeah, to school and studying. I, I don't know whose decision it was to use that voice, but it was just that person needs to get fired, man. I do one big po- one positive though is the uh, the pig mask in this one. I really thought the pig yeah. mask was cool. I yeah, really okay. really dug it. I thought it looked better than the that's original the only pig connection. Mask, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they you see a picture of John Kramer on uh, like they, they that also board. mention him once or twice. But, yeah. yeah, and that's it. Yeah, there's hardly any connection here. I mean, this honestly without that john kramer mentioned i mean it's like barely a saw movie i mean the yeah. traps obviously but didn't feel like it to me at all yeah i think one of the things that this was missing that i'm pretty sure i'd have to re- i, I want to rewatch them all but there's always like a like one long trap in all of them you know there's like one kind of trap that encompasses the whole movie you know whether it's like the bathroom scene in the first one or the house in the second or you know in the seventh for example it's like kind of a big long thing and i think that was missing in this one because it was really more from the cop perspective and as interesting as that is i think it's not saw you know that's kind of just a cop movie really so I think we needed kind of a longer trap, like have the the cop thing. And then in 45 minutes in, once uh, Zeke, you know, Chris Rock gets into a trap, make that the rest of the movie, like him yeah. getting out of the trap and then figuring out who it is from there, you know, or something like that. But yeah, the traps are all super. There's only four of them. They all last no more than five minutes. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. 
So basically, it's just like a police corruption movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. The last trap with his dad, though, I did feel kind of like icky. I was like, oh, that's really fucked up. Yeah, I set him up. Yeah, watching yeah. your like, dad get murdered. It's like rough. creepy, though. He's like fucking rising up like Jesus on a fucking marionette string. <sighs> like, mm, shit. Yeah. That's a clever trap, though, I guess. I to like mean, force their hand, you know, because I mean, what else yeah, are you going to do? Right, yeah. You um, got to kill him. Yeah. Um, is there a group? Let's see. We've done cops. We've done doctors. We've done lawyers and saw. Is there a group that you want to see punished? I'm going Ooh. firemen. They're always getting. They're always getting all the credit. <laughs> Still some firemen in there. Wow. What would be, what would be their sin? <laughs> Nothing. Just some firemen. <laughs> you guys are too good. There. Fucking politicians, man. Yeah, oh. politicians. Yeah. Ooh, Steve. Everybody. Yes. If you want we to make already... it political, make it politicians. Yeah, no awesome. shit. That yeah. would be amazing. All parties. Yeah. No one's safe. Just throw them in wow. there. Speaking of, we, we saw our trailer for the new Purge movie. It looks fucking terrible. Ugh. <laughs> it's like yeah. Purge Cowboy. Yeah, Purge it's like Purge Le- Wild Latino West. and Wild West, yeah. Yeah. Looks like Actually, God. <laughs> I, I have an idea for the next Saw film. Let's hear it. You, you do the same thing you did in Jigsaw, where it's uh, like a group of people, let's say eight people, that have to go through traps to try to survive to the end. But you make it all like celebrities and people watch it like it, it airs on TV because oh, the person yeah. broadcasts it. So people are like are invested almost like the Truman Show to <laughs> see if their favorite celebrity makes it through. Yeah, you got to watch. Uh, oh, God. What, that I reminds talk- me of another movie. I was going to say, it reminds me of another movie too. Like I, I just did on What Watched. I think it was called Come Play. But it was basically, uh, I said, I think I compared it to like Saw versus Hostel versus last, last Escape Room. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix or something or Tubi or yeah, somewhere like that. It's got a famous but, person, like a really famous person, doesn't it? No, it's no? like very, it's like low budget indie, but it's oh, about I'm like a famous, play, I think. it's like a famous YouTuber and like the whole thing is oh, like live gosh. streaming. Or make it like, yeah, The Running Man. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, make a Running Man remake and mix it with Saw instead of like fighting people. They go through traps. I like the politician one though. That if you want to be relevant for the entire world, exactly. Let's put some politicians in there. Everybody yeah. and both sides, all sides. Like you know, just a lot of them really? do nothing. So, oh. all right. That's all rate. I got to say about this one. <laughs> Let's rate it. All right, I'll start. Uh, two and a half on letterbox two and a half out of five and i'm going i guess uh a low six almost five and a almost pushing five so six out of ten okay um yeah i'm kind of glad like we did this a little later because i coming out of the theater i like really liked it and then the longer i sat with it the kind of like it went down a little bit um I mean, it's like still like an entertaining enough movie, but there's just so much issues. And the biggest problem, obviously, is the predictability. And I, that's what kills it a lot for me. Um, but still like an okay one-time watch. Uh, I'm, I'm at six and a half. This is tough. Um, I mean, they tried. We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> participation points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who, who's, a, who's hotter, Tobin Bell or Samuel Jackson, Sam? A uh, Tobin, but Chris Rock is hot. Oh, really? Yeah, he's okay. he's very attractive. I was gonna say I really I like the movie poster. He looks so handsome. <laughs> anyway, he's, um, his fucking scowl. I'm looking at it right now. I love it. Like this? Yeah, it's so hot. We'll put a rat on my desk. 
<laughs> um, I'm going to give it, oh my gosh, it's rated 5.3 on IMDb. Okay, so I'm going to give it a 6.7. It's a two and a half on uh, Letterboxd, too, overall. Um, yeah, so there are definitely issues with this, but I really enjoyed it. Like, I had fun watching it despite its issues. Uh, and I watched it twice. So I thought maybe the second time I'd go in, you know, kind of with lower, with a lower score because I knew what was going to go on. And now I was sure of the twist and everything, but I still enjoyed it the second time. Like it's still a very watchable movie. And this year has not had a lot of them. So I'm going to go higher than you guys. I'm going at 7.5. Oof. I, I, I really had fun with this one. Now, you know, that's, a 7.5, believe it or not, is actually low on my Saw rating. You know, I, I really like the Saw series, so they're all 7.5 plus pretty much, except for maybe one or two of them, like five or six, if I remember, or maybe a little lower. If But I'm not sure I'd have to rewatch them all. But yeah, it's uh, I really enjoyed it. And it's like to answer that question that we got when it was uh, Sam, Joe, and I, uh, is it on my top five currently? Yes, it's in my top five of the I year, 2021. But it hasn't been a great year so far so mm -hmm. it's definitely wow. it probably won't even make my top 10 by the end i hope because that hopefully means, <laughs> hopefully yeah but i enjoyed it so 7.5 mm -hmm. yeah i was a 7.5 when we left the theater but just like the like i said the further we got away from it i i started to kind of nitpick it more and like I said, though, it's not bad. It's definitely worth a watch. And if you're a fan of the Saw franchise, I yeah, think you'll like check it. I out. think you'll like it, but maybe not. I don't know. I'm not saying you'll like it. I'm just saying check it out and then let us know. Okay. I actually wonder if it wasn't a Saw film, like the Saw name wasn't attached to it, would you guys think you would have rated it a little higher because you had an expectation? I, I think I'd call it a Saw ripoff. And then I'd be like, that's <laughs> right. a Saw yeah. ripoff. Yeah. Would it be worse then? Because you're yeah, like, oh, I was just ripping maybe. off Saw. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd probably, I probably would like it less because of like how fucking like predictable it was. Like I would hate it even more. <laughs> I'd be like, first of all, the ripping off saw, and then the fucking ending is so obvious. Like, <laughs> um, but all right, let's announce the giveaway winner before we uh we let's sign off it. here. Um, so we uh we had a bunch of entries over on the Discord. I asked while Steve stepped away for a minute. I asked either Sam or Todd to pick a number which they randomly picked eight. The same so, one at the same time. Same, Twins. yep. Twins. So uh, congratulations to M over on our Discord. Yeah. He is the winner. Uh, so M, just uh, send us uh, a DM uh, or just message over on the Discord and we'll find a way. Obviously, don't, you know, I don't need your, don't put your address on the Discord and everyone knows where you live, but uh, just just send me a DM or send the Horror Squad podcast a DM over on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want to, and uh, just send us your information, and I will mail out that Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It onesie. Nice. Congratulations, Sam. Fun, fun fact. Um, so, uh, to enter the rule, uh, all you had to say was your favorite horror movie you've seen recently, and you were entered. M's pick? Spiral. That wasn't even intentional. I know. So, so the spiral gods were uh, behind you <laughs> on this one. Upon her. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, Sam. That's awesome. Yeah, congratulations. It's and, it's 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 cool. It'll keep you warm in the winter time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And don't Joe's forget, slept nude in it, so that's a fun <laughs> <time>. <laughs> uh, And don't forget, there's still open contest for if you buy our merch and you send a picture to us before 
our 90s episode, you can win a box of uh, fun horror stuff. So there's still some time. We still got, you know, just go on T Public slash the Horror Squad podcast and got a bunch of stuff there. And we're working on new designs. Uh, we, got, we got one that's close to being complete. So look out for new designs at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. starting to work. He's beginning, I think, to work on the second one now. And I know he hates you, Steve, for picking that design because it's a lot of it's a lot of work. I know for that second design. Shout out to Adam, though. <laughs> oh yeah yeah adam gorehound over on instagram he is our artist he's done all of our artwork so far so great stuff uh, sorry adam i i like built mine out of <laughs> like fucking just cutting and pasting pictures on my phone it's an idea i had yeah. so let's see if it's you... it's a cool design i can't wait for everyone to see both designs for sure so you guys will definitely dig them awesome so next week what are we doing the greasy strangler oh, yes. like, yeah so, yeah i talked about it a few weeks ago but we all decided we need to review it because there's so much to talk about in that fucking movie so i'm really excited about this episode i think it's going to be a really good time sure uh, disco movie or disco music trivia questions ready Oh. <laughs> i'm gonna take them off from the tour right be sure i'm i'm gonna do dingling themed trivia Ooh. in honor of the greasy strangler love it no i'm not maybe Maybe i should do like wieners and horror in honor of (laughs) so let's prepare a top five wieners and horror (laughs) i love it best skirt goes to oh my god does does buffalo bills oh i thought you meant just like wieners like (laughs) no actual dongs you want the actual dong so sam we're gonna need a full report I mean, I think it. I think Greasy Strangler probably takes it for like yeah, I think dong, he's got best dong action in the movie. Such a I don't gross know. Dong. Yeah. A so who, dong, who's man. bigger, his or Dirk Diggler? Oh, Ooh, Dirk's. Wow. Oh, yeah. Fried Barry had a pretty big one too. Yeah, Fried Barry did yeah. too. So there's a, <laughs> but I don't think he's on the level. Of... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about all that and more. More, more dick talk next <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> next week. Yeah. There'll be a, there will be a lot of dong talk next week. Yes. Oh, definitely. for sure. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Don't forget the interview. Stick around. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, where today we are joined by a very special guest. His new movie, Fried Barry, is now currently streaming over on Shudder. Please welcome the writer and director, Ryan Kruger. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure. Uh, How you you doing? Awesome. How you doing today? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. Thank you so much uh, for you guys having me on the show. Um, yeah, it's always, it's always good, always fun. So uh, yeah, thanks so much. All right. Uh, so why don't you start off by telling our listeners uh, about Fried Barry? What, what's uh, what it's about? Yeah, so Fried Barry is uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a of a crazy movie. Uh, it's a bit of a genre mashing film. You know, it's uh, has elements of horror, elements of sci-fi um and also uh, a lot of comedy uh fried barry is basically about a heroin addict that gets abducted by aliens spat back out on earth and this alien takes his body uh on a joyride and yeah and the the movie is basically yeah it's basically an experience you know (laughs) you're basically in uh in fried barry's shoes or with him going along on this journey this this uh trip and yeah, it's very much uh, an experience. It's definitely an experience. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a wild ride, no doubt about it. Uh, where did like this idea come from? Well, that, that was the thing. It was like um, 
in 2017, I shot uh, a three-minute experimental, also called Fried Barry, uh, but it was a standalone short experimental film that had nothing to do with aliens or anything like that. It was just basically about a heroin addict on his latest hit in an abandoned building off his head. It was, it was almost like a like a drug PSA, like don't do fucking drugs, <laughs> you know, the people that watch it. And, you know, I started doing these experimental films, moving away from uh, music videos, what I'm normally known, known for. And, you know, it's always been, you know, the dream to, you know, to shoot, uh, to shoot a feature film. And when it comes up to that moment, it's always that thing as a director, you know, it's a very hard decision. Like, what do you make first? Which one? should you make which one shouldn't you make uh what one is people gonna remember and originally there was there was no script for uh for fry barry and i had all these other scripts that could have chose and it was just one of those things where as soon as i got this idea in my head uh, in three days i wrote a 50 percent scene brief breakdown and then i was like you know i i just knew that this one this one was the the one to make and it was different uh it just stood out uh it also let me have because of the way i wanted to do it it let me i had a, like a lot of freedom uh nothing was set in stone there was no major script so i was writing stuff as we were going and but the the whole concept of a heroin addict being abducted by aliens that really interested me because i was like we haven't seen that before and that's and it's so hard to find something like original or different these days and I, I just that's what I think that's what excited me that it was just like cool like with this idea and what I want to do with it uh, it's a film that you will not forget you will remember it whether you like it or not yeah. you're going to remember this film and I thought that's that's a good reason to make this film you know yeah de definitely now uh I mean I I can tell what after when watching this I could definitely tell there were inspirations like, you know, there were any end homages to other movies throughout. Oh, many, uh, many, many. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I guess like what, what inspired you uh, to make this one? Well, I, I, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that, you know, inspired me to make this film. I mean, I've always wanted, you know, the dream has always been to, to make a feature film and mm -hmm. you wait like your whole life to do it. Where, you know, are you going to do it? When will you do it? And it's always that question when. But, um, you know, in Fry Barry, there's a lot of influences. And I mean, I love, you know, I've been a major fan of like David Cronenberg and David mm -hmm. Lynch and John Carpenter. Mm -hmm. There's many like little hidden little Easter eggs and some yeah. more obvious than others within the food, within the film, whether it's like One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest or Aliens or Terminator or Explorers. So, I mean, I'm a big fan of like, you know, 80s films and yeah, and I think it's what really inspired me, not just all those uh, references and influences, but it was just where I was in my life at the time. And I went through a bit of a, a bit of a shitty time and I, I was depressed and stuff. And it was just like, you know, at the bottom of this hole, at the bottom of this hole, I was just like, you know, what is the number one thing I've always wanted to do? And it was, mm. you know, it was to make a film. And basically I used that as, uh, as my medicine and it, basically got me out of the hole that I was in and I just used all that like hate, all that hate and pain and all that shit that I went through and uh yeah and then Fry Barry was like born out of all that and uh 
and even there now, like, you know, look back at those bad times, but I'm so grateful for it because I never would have made, you know, I never would have made Fry Barry. So I got to make, I got to make my first film. And I think it's, I think it's a good first, uh, as a director, I think it's a good first film, you know, that, uh, that sticks out and is remembered, you know? Yeah, no, totally. And I mean, I, I had looked at your IMDb and I had saw, you know, I was like, wow, this is his, it was all shorts before this. I was like, wow, this is this guy's, you know, feature uh, film debut and it, quite a, yeah. quite a debut it is. Um, So, you know, making a, your very first feature film debut, you know, did you feel like any pressure or nervousness going into it? I mean, you know, there's always, you know, there's, I, I think it's an understatement, you know, when, when most, when most, I'm pretty sure when most directors make their first film, you know, they go, it's got to be good. It's got to be <laughs> yeah. good. And it's such an understatement. It, it's literally got to be the best thing that you've ever done. Otherwise, what are you doing? You know, so I knew, you know, when I got the idea, uh, I knew how I have to make this film. And there was all these boxes that I had to tick because of using like uh, the lead guy that wasn't an actor because we were shooting over a period of time. So it was all these things that I had to tick the boxes and yeah. And I just, you know, I just knew that this one was the, was the right one to do. And I think, um, you know, you're always going to be, you know, under, under pressure for time and stuff like that. But at the same time, I was just excited. And I was, I just really, I just, at this time in my life, I just really needed it. So I had so much fun. Me and my crew, we had, we had so much fun making this film. And I think, I think if you, I think people that watch this film can tell we had like a really good time. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of laughs make, making this film. Nice. What, what would you say would be your, your biggest takeaway from this being your, your first fridge film that you will, you'll take with you when you, you make your next one? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I think probably more than anything, it's just always, the way Fry Barry was made, you know, there was a lot of, you know, uh, scenes that were scripted, that I, dialogue that I wrote, but also nothing was majorly set in stone. And it's normally, you know, most films are set in stone. It's like, this is how it is. This is the script. And with Fry Barry, I wanted it to be organic. I wanted it to be open, that if I got any ideas, I could use it. And it's one thing I, I think I could take away is, you know, your gut's always, always right. Just go with your gut and, if you feel that it's better doing this than that, you know, than another take or, you know, it's just like taking chances. And I think with, with Fry Barry, there was just so many ideas that I had on the spot that I thought this is, this is, uh, you know, there was a lot of planning around every single scene, but at the same time it was open. Like we could, I could add stuff. And, and I think that's the thing. It's just like, you know, trust your instincts and, and just do it. And it's a take, you know, you can always use another take, but, uh, when when I tried something different and I watched it, or you know straight away since we shot it, I knew that's the take. That's that's the one. It was trying something different. It was different than the other takes. It was funnier. We, you know, like a good example of that was um, in the in the in the the shopping mall when uh, when he gets to the till and she's scanning all the you know the items. It was yeah. very much very much that where it was completely different and then I thought maybe you should try and come on to Barry make sure his wife doesn't see use the uh all these items as like little sexual devices <laughs> yeah. 
And as soon as we shot it, we I knew that was the take. I knew mm-hmm. it was fucking funny. Everybody was laughing. And uh, and yeah, I think it's moments like that where just just trust uh, trust your gut and instincts and just do it. Just go for it. And if you don't if you don't try it, then then you'll never know. And it's just another take, you know. So try it. Perfect. Uh, now, what was your reaction when, uh, I mean, did you know in advance Joe Bob Briggs was going to uh, show this movie during his last drive-in series? Uh, yeah, we, we, we knew about it, but we couldn't, um, you know, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't tell anybody about okay. it. And, um, but yeah, that, that was like an, like an awesome experience, but it was one of those where we knew about it for a while, but we just had to wait. Yeah. So we had to wait for this whole thing to come, but it was, it definitely boosted the movie and um, mm-hmm. yeah, we've got so many people like reaching out and even, you know, during the show when it was, uh, you know, when it was live or when it was aired, you know, it was, I found out the next day cause I couldn't even keep up with Twitter. And then it was like the next day, it was like the third most uh, trend and topic in America. Wow. Uh, which, which is fucking That's crazy. Amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was awesome. Yeah. It was, it was a really, really cool experience. Cool. Uh, now, Barry, of course, himself goes on crazy-ass adventures throughout this entire movie. Uh, was there anything that was in the original script that, you know, once you got down to filming, you're like, eh, maybe this is a little too much for the audience, or was everything, you know, that we see on on film is the final cut? Yeah, the, I, I think, you know, I think there was a few... We, we nearly used every, we basically nearly used everything that's in the uh, that we actually shot. There's there is a few deleted scenes, um, but that wasn't taken out for any anything in particular. But at the same time, when it comes to distribution with uh, certain countries, certain countries allow certain things. Some countries are more strict than others. So the, there is things sadly that we've that we've had to cut for distribution and stuff like that and but that that happens a lot with like film distribution so you you, i mean if everybody thought like me it'll be like ah just fucking throw it in or what or whatever because some sometimes you look at something and like it doesn't like i'm not saying it doesn't offend me but it's like fry bar is a bold movie yeah it's a bold movie it's a risky movie and i think i think a lot of people don't aren't risky as as they used to be mm-hmm. and which i think is stupid but i also think it's it should these days where you've got to watch what you say sure. you know you've got you can't say this you can't say that you can't do that people get offended and then for me it's it's always really annoying because it's just a movie it's just characters um don't take it too seriously and you know it's it's like comedians with like sketches you know it's just like you know how far should you go or everything but at the end of the day it's it, it is just a movie so and it, i know that fry barry will rub people the wrong way but it's it's just a film it's just comedy like yeah. be be open-minded you know it's just like it's yeah i don't, I don't know how to explain it but it's, <laughs> I, I think i think these days some people some people are too sensitive oh, yeah. and if and if they are then don't fucking watch it yeah. Watch, watch, watch something else, and and it's okay that if they don't like it, and I mean, I mean, if we all loved the same films, it would be fucking terrible. So it's, it's, uh, it, if it's not your type of film, it's not your type of film, and that's okay. That's yeah. that's that's all right. You know. Totally. 
Yeah. Now, Gary Green, who plays, of course, the title character, Barry himself, uh, just he, what a sensational performance uh, from this guy, from an, uh, you know, an actor most people probably have never seen or heard about before. So how did you get involved um, with him and uh, how was your experience with him on uh, the filming of this? Yeah, Gary, Gary's amazing. He's just got that amazing look and, and, and yeah. uh, presence. And I, I probably met Gary like about 11 years ago. And you see, Gary's background is he's normally, he was always an extra. So, you know, he's not a trained actor or, or anything. Oh, wow. So, so over the, you know, over the years, I put him in as an extra, featured extra, you know, in music videos and short films and started to build his, uh, you know, started getting like bigger roles. And then I shot, um, um, you know, Fry Barry, the 2017 experimental. And then when I thought of this idea, you know, nobody else could have done this part. It was like, it was written and made for Gary. But like I said before, when I thought of this idea, I had to tick all the boxes. So because Gary's not a trained actor, it was one of those things where, you know, his character can't have a lot of dialogue. It must be like this, it must be like that. And then, and that's why when I thought of the idea, I'm like, it's perfect. Like he doesn't need to speak, he's an alien. And then when he does have the odd line and he's mimicking somebody, even if it sounds a bit weird, it doesn't matter, he's a fucking alien. So yeah. it, it's it, the, the line de delivery doesn't have to be perfect. And as long as he doesn't speak for the rest of the movie, then then it's fine. Uh, so before we shot the movie, you know, I said to Gary, this is what the movie's about. And, and that was it, that's all he knew. And then, you know, it would be, you know, 40 minutes to an hour before we started shooting every day. He didn't know what we were doing. So then I'd, I needed that clean slate every day so I could get what I want out of him. And I didn't want him to pre-learn anything. So I didn't tell him anything until, until we were shooting. Wow. And then the interesting, you know, part was his character mimics, um, you know, it's like this kid. He's just like this sponge and he, you know, he mimics all these people. And then when it came to directing, uh, he was mimicking me. So on the side of the camera, I'm going, okay, Gary, okay, now do this face. Now copy my face. Now do this face. Now scrunch your face up more or be more surprised. Do this, do that. Uh, like move your jaw more this way. Do show more teeth. And and I, I was doing that because, you know, it was being in the moment, but it was also, I was editing the movie at the same time. Because then I'd be like, right, I've got the shot of this person. Now I've got to go back to Gary and then, I need this performance. So I'm like, okay, copy me that. So it looks like he's hitting, you know, all these comedy beats. And because uh, I'm just busy editing the movie as, as, I'm, as I'm, you know, as I'm shooting it. So I know what I need, what I don't need. And, and it, yeah, it's just getting all those extra things. But the rest of the cast, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, I did do a lot of improv with the other actors, but Gary was literally the only one that I didn't, didn't improv with because I know, you know, I knew this film relies on Barry. This whole film rests on this character. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to risk it. And, and that's why I had to work like super close, but nobody could have done this uh, part better than Gary. Like he was made for this part. And I said that, I said that to him at the beginning before we started shooting. And, I, you know, I was like, don't be intimidated by working with all these other actors that has like a lot of experience and this and that. And, and I was like, this is your shot. You're not here by mistake. You're, you're the lead. You're, you're meant to be the lead and nobody can do this role better than you. And uh, you've got that look. And obviously that's why I picked Gary because he's just got that 
presence and that face and nobody nobody looks like Gary you know so so that that's why yeah I just knew that he he had to do this part you know yeah that's really interesting like I had that was actually going to be one one of my next questions was about the the uh improv because I was like ah, I wonder what like how how this went but that and that's super interesting that that's awesome so thank you for sharing uh, that now it was Gary, was he pretty on board, like with everything? Yeah, I mean, he does some crazy shit in this movie, no doubt about it. So, like, was there ever any like pushback from where he's like, ah, I don't know about that, or was he down uh, pretty much everything? Well, well the, the the funny thing is that 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 one day where I said, "Hey, Gary, come around to my house. I've got an idea for a movie, and we want to start shooting next month." Mm -hmm. And he was like, he came around. I told him the story, and he was like, "Cool, yeah, yeah, cool, great." And he goes, and then I said to him, but there's one thing uh, that I've, you know, I've got to ask you. And then he kind of probably knew already what that was. And he was like, I'm not going to go naked. And I'm like, <laughs> well, there's this scene and this scene and, and we're not going to see your bits and, and like that, but you need to, you need to do this. And he was like, okay, all right. <laughs> okay i'll do it i'm just gonna have to get over it and i say it'll be a close set and we'll shoot from behind or whatever or on the side you're not gonna see you're not gonna see anything so um you know um don't stress about it he was like cool okay i trust you and and that was it uh but that was one thing uh it was like i won't go you must have said it for about a minute <laughs> like i won't go naked i won't, I won't fucking do it and, yeah. and then i, I kind of convinced him and he was just like cool and yeah i think he just trusted me and he was like cool uh, it was like when it, once i explained uh to him about the scenes he was like okay all right okay i'll do it and um yeah so it was fun <laughs> nice now as a uh, writer and director is there one you find more challenging than the other or one you prefer over the other oh uh, well i love well for me directing's more definitely more exciting being on set okay. and doing the thing but uh but writing's cool because it's I mean, they both go hand in hand, really, you know, mm. but uh, obviously with, I mean, everything that I do, you know, I write myself. So I don't, uh, I don't want to direct other people's scripts and stuff like that, uh, unless it will blow me out of the water, which I've never had somebody else's script. But it's also like when you, when you, when you read other people's scripts, which I hardly ever do, it's just like, it's hard for me to imagine mm. like everything. So yeah. it's normally like in the past when I've, uh, have spoke to somebody about a script I'm, I'm i'm more like sit down with them and go tell me about your film before i read it tell me about your film and and then i want them to paint that picture for me so when i read it i know oh, okay cool i can imagine everything that they told me and everything like that but uh yeah i think writing and directing just goes like you know hand in hand but i think the great thing about directing is you know is getting the best out of your out of your performers and making the right choices and also you know, I, I love improv and I love thinking on the spot and uh, I love actually sometimes being under pressure and I probably work best when, when it when it comes to those things. And I, I think it's great that nothing is set in concrete uh, on my sets, what I do. And it's, you know, you can really, you know, I could really pull like a rabbit out the hat and be just be like, cool, right. We're not doing that now. We're mm -hmm. doing this. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And I, and I think, I think it's, I think it's good to, to do that because I think it's organic to, to see what else would happen. I mean, if you're watching a movie and you press pause, it's like, okay, what happens now? Is this going to happen? Is this going to happen or is that going to happen? So, 
that's what I do a lot of the time where I think there's endless possibilities and different entertaining ways of maybe doing the same scene, but just in a different way or doing the same scene, but it just goes a completely, you know, different way. And I think, I think that's a lot with, uh, happens probably more, more than anything in the film industry, probably happens more with comedy when it comes to that improv where, you know, it can go one way or the other. And then, and then you've got to shoot a continuity scene because whatever happens happened in that previous scene, you know? Yeah. Uh, so on Fried Berry, what would you say is like, did you have a favorite scene you guys shot or one that came up maybe most challenging? Uh, well, I think, I think my, definitely my favorite scene is probably the uh, abduction scene, you know, inside the spaceship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, at the beginning. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I really got my style. Uh, to come across, uh, you know, with the lighting and the effects and yeah. the, the and lighting in this movie, the lighting in this movie is fantastic, by the way. Yeah, uh, my DOP Gareth Place, he did like such an ex- excellent job. You know, it was uh, again, it was a lot of '80s references with lighting. You know, I wanted that like old school '80s sort of uh, feel and capture that. You know, even with the music uh, by Hazer, just to like the right tone mm. for you know for the movie, but. Um, but yeah, I think I think the opening scene was probably one of the the alien abduction scene, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think the uh, the hospital scene, the escape in the hospital, mm. uh, yeah. But there's all, uh, there was there was like lots of different like shooting the hospital scene that was like a lot of fun. There was a lot mm. of extras, and there was a lot of mayhem running around and stuff. So that that was that was quite fun uh, to 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 shoot that, but. I think all in all, there's there's all these like even some of the smallest scenes or or moments which was just fun to do. I think the more challenging scenes were definitely um, which definitely scenes that were just required like a lot of technical stuff. So it could have you know it would be like the the end sequence when he goes back to uh, the spaceship or the actual abduction scene you know as he's going up. So, I mean, we could have shot that old green screen, but I, I wanted to do it in an old school way and have them there on set with a crane, lifting them up. And we had like wind machines, we had a crane, we had right. all that stuff. So it was just like, it's gotta be in camera. It can't be, it can't be like CGI. It can't be like green screen. It has to be, it has to be there, you know? Yeah, that, that's great. Cause I'm like a huge proponent of practical effects. And in oh, it's movies. the best, man, it's yeah. the best. And the eighties got that better than anything. Oh yeah, yep. You know? No, definitely definitely uh now uh this movie you know the ending sort of leaves it potentially open for a sequel so are there any potential plans or have you started writing a fried berry sequel um well there's a there's i left it open because it's like you know is it you know is it barry that comes back is it the right. alien yeah. or you know for me it, it is uh you know normal barry but it's at the same time it's uh has he learned his lesson, you know, through, through, through all this shit. Right. So yeah, it's, it, I think it's left very much open where it's like, it, it's about to start all over again, kind, <laughs> kind of vibe. Uh, I have, there has been a lot of people that's asked me about uh, Fry Barry uh, too. I think I've got a, like a lot of cool ideas to do, but yeah, I think I have to wait it out and, uh, and see if, yeah, if I ever, if we, yeah, if we do a second one, if I did do a second one, uh, it would be called Deep Fried Barry. So Love it. <laughs> it would have to be Deep Fried Barry. But uh, yeah, I've got I've got a lot of good ideas. Um, so yeah, we'll have to 
basically see what happens, you know? Awesome. All right. Well, I think that's a good way, uh, way to uh, end the interview. But uh, Ryan, before we let you go, is there anything else we can look for coming up for you or anything else you'd like to promote? Yeah. So at the moment now, um, I'm busy releasing uh, quite, a, uh, quite a few uh, experimental short films. So if you like Fried Barry, it's sort of kind of in that world and it's dark and edgy and a little bit twisted. So, uh, yeah, I'm busy uh, releasing them. Um, and, yeah, if you haven't seen Fry Barry, check it out on uh, Shudder. Uh, you can always go to uh, Instagram or Twitter, Fry Barry or uh, Ryan Kruger. Just type it in and you'll find it. Uh, or frybarry.com or ryankruger.tv. And we'll be releasing information, uh, more information on, uh, you know, new Fry Barry's uh, little things that we're posting out and stuff like that and other releases in different uh, countries and yeah uh, just keep a lookout for the experimental films and uh, it's all updated on that very awesome all right ryan well thank you so much for joining us today it's been a pleasure Detective Bosswick. I want to play a game. Live or die, make your choice. 